and welcome to episode number 58 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. This is our Halloween 2019 edition. This time we're talking all about vampires. Woo! I am your host, Rob. <laughs> Joining me as always, it seems like, pretty for the most, for the most part, Bill. This is going to be a podcast to really sink your teeth into. <laughs> And the bell is also back. <laughs> also joining us is Jess. Greetings. Kat. Hi. Ben. And Jada. <laughs> so I'm going to get this out of the way up front. So during this episode is actually occurring on a very interesting evening. So tonight, Star Wars tickets go on sale for The Rise of Skywalker. Yay! So at any point in time, if all of a sudden you hear us scrambling and say, we have to take a quick break, you understand why. Especially even if it's post the normal break. Um, most likely if we... If you do know what's coming up, uh, that's because you hear Duel the Fates play. That's actually my cell phone ringing for our <laughs> other person that is helping to assist with the ticket buying. So, is that um, my husband? That yes. is also my so, yeah, That is your husband. He changed Good his man. ringtone to that just, just, just for, for Mike. That's yeah. fantastic. That's, so, you should just keep it. That I, I, is his ringtone. I think that's going to be the case. For forever. So, um, I should too. <laughs> but it, it's going to be an interesting one because we have 21 tickets to buy for this night. And so it's crazy. As a it is a lot. Uh-huh. It is a lot. It's a lot of nerds. It is a lot of nerds. <laughs> and granted, we'll still only be a fraction in that theater, too, which is yeah. crazy. All right. But before we go into the further discussions about Star Wars, let's back up to get back on track for Halloween. So tonight's question for everybody is this. Would you, would you rather be a sparkly vampire or more of a Count Orlock nosferatu type vampire? And I'm going to start with Jess. Oh, God. Sparkly vampire all the way. <laughs> That's not a surprise. Sparklies and vampires are like my two favorite things. Aww. Of, of course you go to me earlier. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a Nosferatu vampire because no. a sparkly vampire is not a goddamn vampire. <laughs> it's still kick it's your ass. I beg to differ. It's I have played a many a vampire back in the late 90s, early 2000s well, see, when there was much body glitter. Oh, body <laughs> glitter. Okay, body glitter is not a natural sparkle. Yes, but I didn't specify. But he didn't specify. Oh, well, in that case, I'm still going to be Nosferatu. That but I won't be. <laughs> I won't be as bad about now, it. Now, see, now you're going to be a Nosferatu that I cover in glitter. It's both. true. <laughs> so you can be both. I'll stake myself. All right. Okay. <laughs> Jada, why don't you just jump in? I, I already did. I think my answer is obvious because I, like Jess, also love vampires and glitter. And as I stated previously, I actually did play vampires back in the late 90s, early 2000s and wore much, much body glitter. So yes, sparkly vampire. Thank you very much. Cat. I would also be a sparkly vampire. The Nosferatu ones have too many weaknesses half the time. And like those are the ones that you find cowering in the dark. Being a sparkly vampire would be the equivalent of like White Court in Dresden. Mm. Pretty much. I'm good right. with that. You look That's good in clubs. Awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah. fantastic. Like and Thomas Thomas I'm... is covered in glitter for most of the Dresden exactly. files. And <laughs> honestly, like if you're going to live forever, why not be attractive? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bill? That is my point exactly. <laughs> I am not going to spend the rest of my days being some ugly ass looking motherfucker. I'm going to be a sparkly, ripped, just glorious vampire. Hey, man. My, my philosophy is stick with what you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to sparkle. I'm going to sparkle. But you hate glitter. I know. I mean, that's what... Honestly, when it comes down to it, because I really think of it's what we do in the bro. shadows, even Andor's like, you know what? The master's showing up. I'm just, you know, Guillermo, glitter. Yeah. Creepy yeah. <laughs> so. we, we, we all know where Creepy we stand, pain. and Ben just doesn't have a stake in this. Hey. I'm going to take it away from you. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> this, is not, this, it's bell, this bell is going hard tonight. Stacked. Uh-huh. 
It's beautiful. Lustack. L- oh, oh. Lustack. Oh. oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> All right, so I figured the best place for us, uh, way for us to start this is kind of the way that we talk a lot about these conversations. So growing up, what is the very first vampire that we remember seeing or being introduced to, you know, when we were kids? And I think more specifically is if this is also to like a character that we still love, um, did it start a fascination with vampires in general, or was this kind of more of the horror variety? Like kind of did it scare you? Did maybe like leave a negative impact, like cause nightmares when you're growing up, things like that? Um, Jada, you look like you're ready to rock. I am, in fact. So the very first vampire character that I remember is actually Count from Sesame Street. Um, he was creepy. He was cool. He liked numbers a whole lot. And they kind of alluded to the fact that he maybe drank blood. This did not bother me, but my older sisters were terrified of him. I was apparently goth and into vampires from a very <laughs> early and impressionable age, um, which also set the stage for the very first um, vampire horror movie that I ever saw, which was probably when I was about eight years old, which was The Lost Boys, which is still to this day one of my absolute favorite vampire movies. It's good. Absolutely. The vampires are cool. You love them. You hate them. You want to love them and hate them at the same time. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm actually going to um, join you on that, too. Uh, right. The Count was my first vampire as well, easily. Um, <laughs> and I, he was, I think, one of my absolute favorite characters in all of Sesame he Street. He was the best. And, but, like, it was one of those things, like, I don't think I understood it was a vampire until I was older. I was like, I was like, he wears a suit, and he's yeah, funny. Yeah. And I'm like, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a child, you're like, Fozzie's really hysterical. And then you're like, you get that age, you're like, is he, though? And yes. then you get, you get a little yes, bit older, and you're like, is. yes, he is. He's a genius. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, he was definitely my very first one, but like it definitely made me more more interested. But I got introduced, I remember, like Dracula at a fairly young age because like my mom used to watch a lot of classic horror stuff. So I got introduced to like the old Universal Ooh, nice. classic, like black and whites, but they didn't mm-hmm. really like they didn't hold a lot of my attention because of the black and white. Mm-hmm. But also it was really slow pacing, even watching them in the 80s. Like, yeah. you know, like we're talking about like movies that are almost 40 or 50 years old at that point in time. Um, so for me it was, but it was still intriguing. So like watching like the Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and then of course Dracula. So this was a really kind of a big place for me seeing like Bella Lugosi as a kid. So, but yeah, I still think they're great. Absolutely. Um, Kat. Mine was Benicula because I read like crazy and Benicula was the baby bunny vampire. And it was, I forget what the dog and cat's name were in the book, but they were the ones that were investigating their weird new roommate who drained the um, juices from vegetables. Drained the nutrients and vegetables <laughs> Very uh, from cute. vegetables. Yeah, it was super adorable. It was super cute. So I still too. love Benicula. I think that is the most adorable book ever. And I mean, I guess it started, a, I, I've always been a goth kid too. So it, it, vampires have always been a thing. I'm so out of the loop. I have no idea what Benicula is. I, I've, I'm so I, sad for If you. I've read it, I don't remember <laughs> no, it. No lie. The little it, it, bunny had red eyes because it was a vampire. It just got like a 40th anniversary reprint, I think. And so I, it's been I, around I, for a while. It was while. when we were kids. Yeah. I, I remember, yeah. I, I, if I've read it, I don't remember it. Honestly, I guarantee it's if you had a memorable. book fair at your school growing up, oh, I've seen it. There was, definitely. Absolutely. There was 6,000 copies of Benicula in every one of them. Because it um, was amazing. But I love the fact that it was like the big thing. It was like, it's a bunny with red eyes. I'm like, so like... Like every albino rabbit, <laughs> no, but like it had 
extra chompers. <laughs> extra chompers. Yeah. It would have made me scared to own a rabbit. <laughs> it kind of actually also reminded me of the bunny rabbit from Monty Python. Yeah. I also saw that okay. at a very, very early and impressionable age, but my parents were weird. Uh, it was the 80s. It was a different time. <laughs> ben, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go more film with mine because I don't. I don't want this to come across that I had a sheltered childhood, but I didn't watch Sesame Street that much as a kid. So, And he still I, doesn't know his numbers today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I'm broke. I don't get numbers. Um, no, I, I'm going film-wise, and one of the earliest vampires I remember is actually a Jim Carrey movie. Once Bitten. Once Bitten with Jim Carrey and Laura Hutton. Uh, it's a comedy, but... 80s. It's 80, yeah, I think 84, 85. It's kind of like in that vein of like Earth Girls and or yeah, Easy and all those. Like, exactly. It's like early, early, early career. Like oh, that's Because yeah. that was like Damon Wayans, like Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey. Earth Girls or, are Easy Wise. Yeah, and then, yeah, that no, no lie. I don't that's, remember this one at all. These are all, like I would say probably like 85, 86. I think it's 85 was once yeah, bitten. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's basically like, yeah, Jim Carrey was a teenager, I think at that point. It was one of his very first movies uh, yeah, he's ever done. And he yeah. ends up like getting... Like, there's a cougar woman that's, like, trying to entice him, and it turns out she's a vampire, and she bites him in his leg, and he slowly, throughout the course of the movie, becomes a vampire. It's really goofy and really stupid, and it's kind of wonderful. But I love it. I still still love it. I I actually, I saw it on, I I saw it on Benflex recently, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch that again. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, I think, uh, looking back as far as I can, I think Once Bitten, because I was maybe only, like, six or seven when that movie came out, I think that's probably my earliest recollection of a vampire. Bill. I'm having trouble because I also had a somewhat sheltered childhood and didn't really watch <laughs> a like, lot of. He also Sesame doesn't Street. know the maths. Um, so. <laughs> no, I knew the maths because I had a Sesame Street video game, but that was Grover's video game, so there wasn't count the count in that oh, video no. game. Oh. Um, so I didn't watch Sesame Street. I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. I'm trying to think of anything that was on Nickelodeon, but I really can't remember anything Nothing that might have had a vampire. Count Duckula. Count Duckula was, was, on, Ducula. was so on Nickelodeon. I it was that probably one. Count Duckula. Um, but honestly, the first thing I was, yeah, I'm too young for Count Duckula. I'm sorry. The thing, the thing, the one thing that I can remember was my parents rented a lot of movies for us to watch on the weekends and we rented Buffy when it first came (laughs) out. Buffy! But Buffy the movie was very different from Buffy the TV show. It was fun. Well, not, not, I'm not saying Buffy the TV show wasn't fun, but it was like a comedy instead of like it was more so like a cheesy. drama. Yeah. I Ruben. actually remember the cheer, cheer. that they do oh, in, yeah. the, in the basketball and, game. And as you were doing it, I'm like, I, I, oh, it all What's came back to Go ahead. How funky is your chicken? How funky is your chicken? How, How loose, loose is, is your goose? goose? Oh my God. I'm totally loose. <laughs> I forgot that. So you guys remember the cheer? My biggest recollection of Buffy the Vampires of the movie. Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie is how it takes almost half a movie for Paul for, Rubens yes, to die. To die. Yeah, oh my god, it oh. takes hysterical. fucking forever. No, I'm dies. the chosen one, no. and right now I choose to be shopping. No, he doesn't die. We know he doesn't die. He appears as that vampire still and is alive and kicking in what we do in the shadows because he's in That's the Council right. of Vampires. That's right. <laughs> it was just a flesh wound. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good choice too. Is Buffy absolutely it's and so Count good. Dracula? Count Dracula goes back. Well, I mean, like you know, a lot of people at this table are going to be like Count Count who? And like it's it's in our MFK, and I'm just going to get that out of the way because I'm <laughs> I can explain it now. So there's an yeah. old classic character named Danger Mouse, and Count Dracula was a random villain from Danger Mouse in like and one episode. He was in one episode, and they're like. 
maybe we should make a show about him because people responded to him really well. So, like, he got his own show. So, But this was, like, even before, like, the classic Disney afternoon where we kind of got, like, a lot of those kind of repeat concepts. But it was so British and weird. It, it was, was really, really, really weird. I don't understand why I enjoyed it as a kid because <laughs> when we watched it, what was like a couple of years ago when For we like had a, a blanket for a cartoon, party. right? We put on Count Duckula, and I'm just like, "What is this?" <laughs> and it surprisingly holds up because it's got that weird British humor to it, and you're like, "This is." different and how did this play for children and it's very confusing like it's really really confusing but it played still, it still has a great opening it played for british kids so yeah there we go mm. so, jess yeah um i've been trying to think i don't remember the first vampire i feel like dracula as a thing is so steeped into yeah. our public conscience that i don't really remember um, I remember knowing about Dracula. I don't recall the first time I saw a Dracula movie, but then there was like the Munsters and one of the kids was like a little Dracula boy. Eddie Munster. Yes, yeah. Eddie Munster oh, yeah. looked like a little baby Dracula. Well, actually, and no, there was Eddie, the Count. Actually, and... uh, actually, Eddie Munster was the werewolf. It was oh, Grandpa. that's right. He oh, was a werewolf, but he right. had the widow's peak and everything. Yeah, so, yeah that was, Which uh, kind of yeah, he, he, he was the werewolf boy. That's true. Um, I didn't really get into vampires as a thing until I was little tween um and that was more through books yeah uh definitely all the books uh pre-twilight i know we'll talk about that later but there were some really good ones pre-twilight that i got very much into so i cannot wait to talk about those sure well why don't we kind of like get rolling into the conversation more kind of in full so why do we feel vampires have continued to survive in pop culture and kind of continued to remain relevant? And I even kind of stated because this is since not just like now this has been since the 1800s like you know, Vampire, which was written in 1819, like 50, over 50 years beyond before, like Bram Stoker. Then we have Carmilla in 1980, uh, so oh, sorry, 1872. Yeah. And then Bram Stoker's Dracula is in 1897. And they never leave the cultural consciousness. Like even going back before that, it was a big thing in folklore in like Eastern European countries, but dating back into like the 17, uh, 1700s. Earlier uh, than that. Uh, well, that's kind of when it became a normal part of, of folklore. Uh, there's a lot of stories about it in different points, but it was never is is closely tied to the way that we think of vampires. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the best way to put it is like you think of like a zombie and uh, classic, and it was more of like yeah. based off of voodoo versus the reanimated corpses. Like it's the late 1700s, mid 1700s is when it turns into the vampires we know and love. So, um, so why don't we kind of just jump in from there, um, Jess? You looked like you were ready. Yeah. To so I took a. A vampire literature course in college and we talked about all of these the vampire carmilla dracula i had not read dracula up until that point um, i still haven't oh it's so good it's really good though and did you know that the manuscript is actually housed here in philly it is Ooh, it's at the no rosenbach idea. museum in philadelphia mm-hmm. and i went to go oh see God. it in undergrad to go look at his handwritten notes on dracula oh, cool. it was the coolest thing it is definitely still there you guys should check it out um but the vampire, Polydori's The Vampire was written the same time as Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That was them trying to all write the best monster story. Exactly. And that's how we got Frankenstein and the vampire at the same time. And yeah, that's, Shelley. yeah, right? <laughs> they were, Amazing. talk about like the OG goths. Like, yeah, right? yeah. Um, but the vampire was really the first time that someone took all these folk tales that they had heard and wrote them down. These tales had been around for a long time, but had never really been put together and written down. Carmilla is fascinating 
because not only do you have the vampire influence from Polydori, but you also have this like, oh no, clutch my heart, they're lesbians. And there's that whole aspect yeah. that goes into it as well. It was a yeah. cautionary tale. You don't want to be bitten by the lesbian vampire. Well, I and do. again, is that what lesbian And that's right? exactly, <laughs> and that's actually, there's is a movie, lesbian yeah, lesbian vampire killers, because the, the main vampire yeah. they're going after is Carmilla. That's it's a cautionary tale. And then, no idea. Um, yeah. it's all tied to that. And yeah. then we get Dracula, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah, that's awesome. I definitely want to be bitten by the lesbian. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I'd bite them back, but I mean. Definitely read Carmilla if you haven't. Okay. And then watch the web series that they came out with a few years ago. I didn't ago. know they did one. So they did a Carmilla web series where they placed Carmilla and Laura in a college dorm. Oh, that's cute. And it's amazing. Cute. It's so good. That sounds adorable. Definitely look that one up. I want yes. that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um. Anybody else want to dive in? Bill, you look so, like you also were ready to jump in. I mean, I I don't have the historical background. Um, I'm just going to be speaking out of my Go rear for it. Uh, my rear, yes. Um, you know, the whole thing with vampires, they, they, you know, are, quote, immortal. You know, they will not die of natural causes. Uh, I think people are genuinely attracted to that because they think, well, what if I had an extra 100 years, an extra 200 years, an extra 300 years to do what I really wanted to do? So they kind of romanticize these vampire, you know, characters as the, well, you know, oh, yeah, I could just keep on living my life, living my best life back in the 1800s. (laughs) (laughs) They were, they were, their Instagram game was strong, although unfortunately not very strong because they don't show up in pictures. Uh, Supposedly. Depending on the lore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the whole power thing, like they definitely, uh, I know it, it seems much more prominent in things like Vampire the Masquerade, where vampires are like, you know, the puppeteers behind the, you know, the curtain of society and pulling I'm, all the strings. I'm, I'm going to just interject real quick. So for those of you that aren't familiar with Vampire the Masquerade, that's going to be something that's going to be brought up probably just nonstop <laughs> during this podcast. Um yeah, especially from Jada and I, because that's actually where our friendship really kind of It's very awesome. true. 20 so, years ago, at least. Uh, 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 now. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no, no. no, no. It's college. No. Yeah. 20. You were in college? You were 10 years old in college? It's getting it's getting close no, to 30. I, 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 We've I, been friends for at least 25 years, but we I, started I, LARPing together for Vampire the Masquerade in 1999, and it's 2019. Uh, Such welcome great. to okay, Jada yeah. and Rob, a history. Yeah, <laughs> hold on. Talking right. about yeah. not being Rob, able to do math. Exactly. <laughs> I also didn't watch that <laughs> I was just like, ooh, cookie monster. Ooh. We also can't tell time, but yeah. that's a tale for a different yeah. day. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, again, brain is just not working anymore. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think everybody wants to, to to blame, you know, certain problems of society on, on vampires to a degree because it's like, well, you know, oh, we don't have to worry about it. We're doing our best thing. But these other shadowy things behind the scenes are doing things and killing our children and killing our people and bringing them, you know, disappearing them and things like that. And I'm rambling on now. <laughs> no, you're fine. I think it also came about, though, because they didn't have... It, it's similar to mythology. They couldn't mm-hmm. explain things that were happening. They would see, you know, they would pronounce someone dead 
probably accidentally and then be surprised when there were scratch marks on a coffin kind of thing. And the they Lord. were like, okay, well, that's a vampire. They came back to life. Holy crap. How do we fix this? Like, like the Lore I, episode. And, and, and I was yeah. going to say, all I can recommend is go and listen to the podcast called Lore. Because mm, there the is first. a, it's actually, I think it's the very first episode of the yeah. actual podcast. Um, or you can watch the, the Amazon series vampire. and it's the very first episode on that as well. But it actually gives you the history of the first American vampire. Mm. And it actually predates Bram Stoker's book. Cool. So it, it gives you a little bit more context and idea to that idea of being buried alive and yeah. people cl- uh, trying to claw their ways out of, of coffins and such and that kind of helped exacerbate that that idea of that mythos. But so. I think there's also an inherently like sexy thing about it too. Like from the very beginning we talk about it being undead and kind of scary and solving questions that they had but um, Carmilla and Dracula like they're supposed there's that like there's intimacy look. with the there, main yeah. characters. There was, there was more of a seduction yes. aspect of that. I mean, you'd look at definitely um, the characters from Dracula. Was it Mina and um, Harker, Har- Jonathan Harker? Yeah. Harker. Yeah, yeah, they were both seduced by yeah. Dracula. Yeah, um, and you know he was seducing Mina in that she, you know he wanted her to be the reincarnation of his past love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and her friend. Um, and the movie, she's got the red hair. Why well, can't I think of her name? Um, I want to say Lucy, but Lucy, 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 Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. Lucy like Lucy Fur. Um, <laughs> Lucy was very much seduced by the vampires, and she became this like wild seductress, you mm-hmm. know, and was like trying to seduce all the men who were trying to protect her and lure them into being vampires as well. Mm-hmm. So vampires are inherently sexy. I mean, you're drinking blood either from somebody's neck or other prominent arteries. So I mean, <laughs> that's that's kind of a an thing. intimate thing. That was a very that mm-hmm. was a very scandalous thing. My favorite. Um, representation of dracula that i've ever seen was actually ballet because Ooh, that yes. seduction where like you see like the dance of it it was so gorgeous yeah I, I i would say though what's interesting is when we talk about vampire that's v-a-m-p-y-r-e which is the book from 1819 that is more of the traditional nosferatu-esque that's yes. what the german film nosferatu is based off of it's actually in germany is actually just titled vampire um, so it's interesting. It's, it's really the shift of Carmilla that changed the concept of what vampires are is that being seductor, uh, you know, se- like seducers really, uh, in addition to kind of being these horror icons that we think of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is really interesting that we kind of, it starts in one way, but it very quickly, it, it completely kind of is flipped on its head. Um, cause again, like, you know, we talk about, you know, we said in the beginning, would you rather be that Nosferatu type? That's the like the long pointy ears that Count Orlock, like the Willem Dafoe shadow of the vampire look that a lot of people know the classic one of, of, you know, that's the classic like Nosferatu film, the black and white from, you know, the early, you know, it was like the ones in the strand. It's like 1919, I think is when that film was made. But yeah, it's interesting when you definitely see the differences. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's actually kind of interesting because we bring it up is like that, that whole idea of, you know, why they're so alluring and we kind of bring that up a little bit but it's interesting because they really have been utilized a lot more for romance um Mm -hmm. angles uh, or and again as we mentioned they're really romanticized especially in a lot of television shows nowadays um how do people feel of them being leveraged more that way versus horror at this table i'm my opinion of it is that i like i really I'm totally, I mean, when you look at characters like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when you look at like Angel and Spike and things like that, these are, they're still flawed characters. Like when you put in the heroic aspect and the romantic aspect of it, they're not completely that. 
they still have those moments where they still break, they still kill, they still... Anti-heroes, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes to the anti-hero aspect of it, like you mentioned, I'm totally fine with that. Mm. Because you're getting two different sides of a character that make them conflict. And conflicted characters sometimes can make the best characters and the most interesting characters to watch. I agree with that. The um the the really good vampire romances out there do that very well where they actually like they do, you know, focus on like some of the, you know, there's the allure there, but they do focus on like the conflict and the issues that mm-hmm. arise with it. And I mean like in in the romance you have to reconcile the fact that like sometimes their partner is human or do they get turned and there's this like whole It's a lot of dynamic. social issues that are there's that are a, really wrapped around vampires as a whole. And then it interplays with a whole lot of just regular relationship dynamics. And breaks that down into a whole different segment. It's really fascinating stuff. You looked like you had a quick point Just you wanted to. Really quickly. Um, I liked how they did that in Buffy, where you had these really attractive men portray vampires, but then when they would go vampire, their faces uh-huh. would get like those ridges and they would be in all the makeup and you would kind of see the more horror aspect of yeah, it. I mean, closer it, to an Osferatu. When, when you change, I liked that. When you change the character, as long as you keep the main characteristics of the vampire, mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally fine with whatever changes you want to make. Mm-hmm. Love her or hate her, Anne Rice did that amazingly yes. well um, with uh, Louis and Armand and Lestat even. Yeah. Like she showed them as their beautiful, extravagant. I mean, you don't get more extra than Lestat. <laughs> no. He was gorgeous. He was a rock star in pretty much every incarnation and then actually was a rock star in, in his specific book. Um, but like you get the dynamic between the tortured soul of Louis, who was, he was your, you know, the quintessential tortured soul. He mm-hmm. didn't want to be a monster. He was and, eating rats. And, and then there's just Armand, and he's yeah. just. <laughs> oh, he was uh, I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> he kind of yeah. he takes like Lestat's extra, and Armand is a special kind of what the fuck, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, he was kind of like he was like the leader of his vampire oh, yeah. society in Europe and whatnot. So I mean, he had he had to have a certain type of je ne sais quoi, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you look at that like that super that tortured soul that was Louis, and then you see Lestat who just completely embraced his monster and was beautiful because of it. So mm-hmm. it, just the dichotomy between the two of them, I think she did that impeccably well. But I think that. That series, that that movie to me, which for me that actually yeah. predates Buffy well, the Vampire we'll, Slayer. We'll put a pin in that because yeah. we'll definitely come back to those oh, characters. Yeah. <laughs> so I guarantee I'm sure that. We will. Bill, I I love it when you see like the fight, the inner fight between vampires. Mm-hmm. So like uh, specifically like Thomas from Thomas Wraith from the Dresden Files, where he's fighting with his inner self and he's like, no, I don't want to be this beast of a monster. I want to go on doing what I'm doing so I don't become that monster. Of course, he eventually fails it time and time and again, but, you know, spoilers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that's that's interesting how he's still trying to fight what's bad in him. Kat, and then I'm going to make a quick point. Um, so one of the things I've noticed is um, if we go back to like the social values and why the vampires are popular um, and have been throughout time. If you've noticed like a lot of, I mean, most situations, Jada bringing up Anne Rice reminded me of it, but like most situations, the vampires are immortal and they have accumulated great wealth. And it like, it kind of plays into that whole, like, you know, not um like focus on the rich and the life of the rich and that yearning for that, that a lot of people want to escape into. And so like a lot of the vampires, I mean, I, could not come up apart from the ones that are representative as monsters i couldn't come up with one that's like 
not living in the, like some swank mansion with the super, you know what I mean? Like they're usually they well, invested well. Yeah, when yeah, you have hundreds yeah. of years to invest. I yeah, mean, come on. I mean, I would love to see a story about like a really poor vampire just slumming. Who's just real bad with money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like just I don't care. You should write that. Do it. Yeah, yeah, do it. So I wanted to bring up too because we haven't really kind of talked there. One of the other major points is the different types of vampires, though, too. Like, there's the traditional, like, bloodsuckers, and then there's, like, the energy vampire type of characters. Like, you bring up Thomas Wraith. <laughs> right, right. Like, from Dresden, which he is very much one of those. And then, of course, Colin Robinson, because from, that's. Yep. Oh, yes. Because he is oh, one of the best. Um, doing the shadows. <laughs> I still love that fight it's sequence. So it's still one it's of the best. best. <laughs> oh the two energy vampires <laughs> is going back and forth. Um, Wasn't she a sympathy vampire? She was. Uh, was like she fed, was empathy she, vampire or something like that? She was still an energy vampire, but she fed off people's sympathies. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. She was a spe- she was a specialization. Yeah, <laughs> where Colin just fed off of boring people, which was amazing. Um, Daywalkers. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, um, but this kind of also not what I was bringing up, but what you guys are bringing up kind of rolls us into some of the next major points of this is, you know, uh, I said, why do we think vampires kind of transition from more of the monster characters to more heroic characters or that more anti-hero characters over the past 30, 40 years? Now, we did mention, yes, it goes back a lot further behind that, but 30 to 40 years ago, we see a really hard line is drawn in the sand where most vampires as characters have become more of the hero characters or the sympathetic characters versus being the villains of the pieces. I, I don't think that's necessarily completely true because, I mean, even over the past 30, 40 years, there have definitely been more of the horror, vicious vampire I See, I aspect. disagree I with disagree. you. I mean, there have yeah, been well, some, I mean, but I mean, it's a drop if, in the pond. I don't know. If you look at the breadth of vampire romance fiction, there is Vampire a romance lot. fiction, most, most <laughs> movies... <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, with the exception of like maybe two or three that no, I can even I think mean, of at the top 30, of my head. 30 Days of Night from Dusk mm. Till Dawn, uh, Vampires with the Dollar Sign. There's there's a ton where they were, they were still the villainous horror. You're talking vampires. about maybe in, in total five or six movies versus like TV shows that have run seven, eight years each show and that are on every week. And when you look at all the different formats, I things, think maybe movies books. might have shown more of those. But like when you go into TV, I mean, Vampire Diaries and the originals spanned a mm-hmm. very long time. That is now and the originals were so good. And then it spanned into Legacy and all these other yeah, things. But like even true. like the, there was the, you know, the Vampire Masquerade TV show and they were all heroes through most oh, of that. True. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. It maybe was short-lived and terrible. <laughs> maybe it's just because I gravitate more towards the horror aspect of a vampire. Yeah, that's <laughs> Pop culture is what you focus on. Yeah. So if you were the one, I mean, we are all talking about the sparkly vampires in the very beginning. Right. We were talking about the Nosferatu. Exactly. So you yeah. Focus yeah. on what you but like. That's, that's what I tend that's, to lean more That's towards. another thing to bring up too. Is like as much as like people at this table may not like Twilight, like, uh, it, and that's fine. But there's a large group of people out there that did that also spurred a huge, you know, pump in pop culture for like young adult. And later changing and like transitioning more into like romance and all these other books, that's where they stem from. So that's a big part of, of, of this, regardless of it's your cup of tea or not. It's a cup of tea for a lot of people. But does it get to go in the time capsule for Pawnee? Ah! Right. That's important. That goes in the time capsule really 36C. All right. But Jess, I think Anne Rice really did revolutionize the way right. we looked at vampires. It started with her, definitely, and then kind of took off from there. I was the perfect demographic for Twilight. 
All right. I had been reading vampire <laughs> fiction pre-Twilight, but I picked up Twilight because I was looking for more young adult vampire fiction and I tore through it. But you were the perfect age. Uh, age I went to release parties. Exactly that that was like, that was me. I was the demographic. I'm um, so yeah. sorry. Do I, I was the demographic for the uh, Anne Rice books. Yeah. yeah. So and I had was, read those I too. On. I read those after Twilight, you know, mm. but like that was what ended up happening. And do I go back and look at it and go, oh, yikes, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's we a big yikes. Well, no, 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 no. And say, oh, yikes. I, I, I know, I know. I, I talk I'm, bad about it a lot. But. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just saying in general, again, it, it's ultimately through all this, right. though, it may, like, there's a ton of stuff, like, we go back to, we talk about, like, Thundercats, and we're like, oh, my God, I love them. If you watch the mail, guess what? That's just yeah, as bad as yeah, yeah, like, how people terrible. look at yeah. things like that. So no one here has room to talk sad. about oh, any down-talking anything. If it was a gateway. If it was something, it was, a step, it was a stepping stone for you to get to better it was. things. Yeah. And I mean, it for was. a lot of people, that is that that was their gateway drug, you know? Mm-hmm. For some of us who, you know, we had that little bit of history before that, um, you know, maybe that was something we kind of skipped yeah. over. And that's fine. Definitely. But, you know, it's that was something that really spoke to you at the time. And it spoke to a lot of people. It got a lot of people reading and it got a lot it of people did. really mm-hmm. interested in that. Um, but it I did flood you. the market, and yeah. that's part of the problem that I had with it. Uh, that's fair. Moving yeah. on is that it definitely flooded the market, and yes. we're still not past that, which I think no, we'll get to not. later. Yeah. But I mean, like, um, that, that happens though with anything big and popular. Though yeah. you look at zombies, Zombie like movies. Zombies, zombies used to be something special, and now and then man, Hunger it's like, Games came out, and yeah. then everything was dystopian. So yeah. Right, like, and I, I mean, it. like we go through fads yeah. and fads and fads. But also, just I want to touch on one thing because. Twilight books were very much geared towards a young female yes. audience. And so many times in pop culture are things that are geared towards young female audiences, poo-pooed, stepped on, yeah. downward. I mean, I did not like the Twilight books. I, I read through like a half a chapter and I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I just can't anymore because mm-hmm. it just, it didn't speak to me. Yeah. Um, but for people who loved it, Let's not yuck their yum. Yeah, you know, like it was like, definitely. So many things we don't we don't necessarily need to turn it into the pumpkin spice latte of vampire. <laughs> and Bill's like, come on, I'm right here. <laughs> if I, I love a good pumpkin spice latte for f's sake. If but... if I was a vampire, I'd be the basic white vampire, <laughs> and I would suck the pumpkin spice out of everything. Yep, you'd be Bonicula. <gasps> I, 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 I do want to bring up in this conversation though, Ben. Like this is also not me going. No, no, no. You can't do that. I mean, this is no, more. It's fine. This is. I just want to make sure that, like, again, anybody listening out there knows that we're not. We're like, hey, if you like this, we hate you. And they're like, no. no, 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 no. We're not coming out with pitchforks and and and, mm-hmm. and torches. No, my my dislike of my dislike of of Twilight, whether it's the novels, it, it has nothing to do against the target audience. It's got nothing to do with the young female demographic. I just think. My personal opinion is they're horrible movies, even to the point where Robert Pattinson the doesn't even like the fact that he was bad. a part of it. Um, I think the books are not that well written because I've read a couple chapters of them. Agreed. It's just more to me when it comes to dissing Twilight, it's it's more, it's just become a character trait of mine. <laughs> so I kind of just dive into it. So, But again, I don't have any, I don't hold any ill will towards anybody who enjoyed them. Like you said, they're just not my cup of tea yeah. at all. One I, I mean, like I can say for me, like the reason that it wasn't for, for me and that I didn't gravitate toward it. For me, the longest thing is that drive, drove me nuts was I was, I hate seeing, like I said, for me, like I grew up with like classic monsters. Mm-hmm. I hated seeing cla- classic monsters become like these sh- these versions of these characters that were no longer these horror, horror icons, and they Sugar were just versions of themselves. They they, they, yeah. they no longer like instilled fear. Like they weren't these like things that like 
the the things that go bump in the night that we like learned about like growing up as kids and like it doesn't mean that things can't evolve mm-hmm. but i mean for me like when we were talking about this like for me like i love vampires as those creepy things around the corner yeah. in the middle of the night that like you're, you're terrified of um but it's been so long since i've seen one that i forget what those are like anymore yeah. and yeah. that's why i was kind of asking the question is like you know we've seen them become become kind of like transitioning heroes do we ever think we're going to see it swing hard back the other direction? Because like there was this big burnout of of vampires, mm, and yeah. because of that, do yeah. we think we're going to see a, a swing back? I, I, and then again, or or we're just going to fall into this middle ground, or it's going to remain a middle ground. I'm almost wondering if Marvel bringing back Blade might be a form of kind of heading no because it's gonna it's making it an action thing. isn't sony also thing. planning a that's morbius true. movie isn't that a thing that's yeah, happening Morbius is gonna be a movie uh, and the fact that it's jared leto uh, is already a turnoff yeah um ah! yeah, it's a, uh, making, you did see him as the joker right like, it's a turnoff um okay so maybe you're right maybe the blade research that face is be. like to you maybe <laughs> but i mean even even forcing it back into action rather than young adult is still a step towards that I disagree because you look at the mummy. The mummy, it, oh. it, it, I loved the mummy with Brendan Fraser, oh. but that was that was Indiana Jones with, with a mummy. Yeah, with a mummy in it. So it you're right. And Perfect. we we didn't all of a sudden get this like all of a sudden these spooky mummy movies. It didn't happen. It yeah. was like we got a whole bunch more of those action adventure. It was mummies movies. aren't it, sexy though. It's true. No, they aren't. Vampires are. Absolutely. But it, and it was sexy. it was called the mummy, but it was more. It should have been Brendan Fraser faces the mummy because it yeah. was more about him's character than the mummy itself. I love Brendan Fraser. I, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly hope that they keep this middle ground because I, I mean, I don't want to see them be this super celebrated heroic, you know, character because they definitely have their issues and their problems. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they, you know, deserve to be relegated to I'm a horror monster and I'm going to be yeah. your creepy crawly that's mm-hmm. in your closet at the end of the night. <laughs> sure. Although you may like them in your closet at the end of the night. Mm. I mean, that's it's fine. the pretty ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think pretty much. I wouldn't say no. like, I'm okay. still okay yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Um, so I kind of think that we have a nice bit of middle ground right now, especially because we have things like what we do in the shadows yeah. that mm-hmm. are really yeah, kind of gonna say that. mitigating that and poking fun at the genre just enough. So I actually disagree. Oh. I'm, I'm going to disagree. I love what we do in the shadows. Okay. But it takes so something that I want to be taken more seriously and makes makes it the butt of a joke. It's a parody. But yeah, that's what it is. But it it says, okay, they're going to be heroic characters or we just make fun of them at this point. It is, I feel like nothing has done anything to make them interesting. I feel like that we haven't had a new layer to Is this the show? Because I have not seen the show yet. I I adore it. I think think it's It's amazing. I think that's for me is I want to watch in a reinvention of these characters again. But I I think we haven't seen that. I think that's what it is. I think that's what what drives me nuts is I want to see them take another evolutionary step again. I think it's coming. Um, I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if we see another evolution of different, of a new vampire series. A new, I mean, mm-hmm. we've had a lot in the past, like 15 years, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see something just a little bit more, a little bit different yeah. come along in the future. See, I'm like I'm fine with the middle ground where it is now because I feel like there are a lot of great representations of like vampires with edge. There's like there's a lot that, but I mean honestly, I was never really into like the Nosferatu thing. Mm-mm. It's they're creepy and not in like a fun creepy way. Just like ew, get it off the screen way. <laughs> like it was the very like hulking kind of hairless. It looked like Voldemort. Like it's not you know it's just kind of gross looking and. You know, I just 
for me, that has been so comical. Like with the, you know, it's gotten reduced so much because it looks like such a caricature now that, I mean, you could make them genuinely terrifying, but I don't know. I feel like they would have to lean hard into that and really work away from the joke it's become. Well, it's nice to know if I ever did become that Nosferatu version of a vampire and I faced Cat. That we'd all just laugh at you? It wouldn't be, ah, it would be, yeah. It's like, get it it out of my house. (laughs) We just throw garlic at you. Go away. away. Well, I feel like those ones have way too many, like, again, when when you stack up, like, vampire powers and everything and weaknesses, it's always, like, the monster ones that have, like, five thousand weaknesses it's like oh look they can't be in sunlight whereas the ones that are the middle ground ones that are like like in originals oh yeah we have daylight rings they come up with clever like yeah. inventions to because they're more human and they, so have, they don't the brain. have to shoot at night all the time right. <laughs> Pretty much. Sure. Yeah. but it's great because you look at that and those are vampires that are actually more powerful and more interesting in a fight because they're not chal- like they're not set by those extreme restrictions I think it would be much more terrifying to see, you know, one of the extremely sparkly, sexy vampires become that super big bad villain in yeah. a movie or a show or things like that. You mean like Angel when he turned into Angelus? Oh my yeah. god, he Damn. was yeah. such a fucking monster. He was he was an amazing monster, and then he yeah. was such the gorgeous, brooding, dark. Oh, handsome that, vampire perfect. and that's so one perfect. of the reasons why Spike is one of my favorite characters Spike from Buffy Spike is also yes. a really putting a pin in that conversation we're, oh, yeah. Yeah. we're getting to it I, yeah. I promise you Sorry. we're gonna get to it monster and was amazing but you know what he also did the tortured soul thing really really well yes. That was something the writers of Buffy did really, really well, but I'm going to yeah, pin that did. because Bob's looking at me. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at this side you? of the table. Yeah. <laughs> I'll We're go back to my dream. Guys. You thought that you would be smart separating me and Cat, but you put me next to Ben. Well, no, I'm just all, trouble no matter where you put just me. Doom, fine. Just doom everywhere next to <laughs> I could break this up. Doom, doom, doom. I could break this up by saying, what? who does the vampire go to see when they have a cold? No. Dr. Acula. I just think uh, Scrubs. Yeah. I love Scrubs. Scrubs <laughs> is amazing. Scrubs where is so where does the vampire keep their money? The blood bank. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. That's not a pun. That's a ba- that's a dad joke. <laughs> it's a beautiful joke. Exactly. <laughs> so disappointing. No, all I'm... of you in this. Game. <laughs> what does the dentist use to remove no. the oh vampire's God. rotten teeth? What vampires? Oh my preparing for this for like a week and a half no 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 no, no. He like your like first five minutes he was like i've got to look on my phone for a little while i'm like <laughs> I, I i i'm guilty Rob, of encouraging Rob, him because he walked in and he Rob. said should i go out to my car and get the bell and i was like yes you should Rob, i'm sorry i'm sorry if i'm driving you batty with these <laughs> all right moving on okay so so i gotta say this because i do think we're in a the end of a burnout uh, yes. This. So I said, you know, post pop culture burnout on vampires several years ago. Do we feel enough time has passed that we're going to start seeing an upswing on new takes of the classic creatures? I, I will say things like, yes, Legacies is on TV, but that is a spinoff of mm. a show that started a when everything ago. was still hot. Like we're talking like almost a decade has passed. It feels like we're not far off from it. I mean, I know we're not quite there, but. You know, we're not like where we have like six different spinoffs of The Walking Dead and you have yeah, other yeah. like four <laughs> other shows like that's that that's where we're at where we're gonna start seeing i think a big shift and 
are there any current examples of that new wave already happening at this point? And what do you guys want to see? What What do you want to see those versions be? Jess? I keep waiting for it, but I feel like fiction is very terrified of it right now. Um, you can yeah. still find some vampire romance, which is great. But as far as uh, adult fiction and young adult fiction, they've been afraid of it for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I want to see it come back in such a big way. And someone would really have to write something that was interesting enough and different enough and put that spin on it. But I'm not really sure what it is yet. Jenna. What I would love to see would be not necessarily a remake, but a continuation of a show like Buffy that's geared Ooh. towards a young audience. Um, but maybe not like, okay, here's Buffy Summers and we're going to cast some new young actress as Buffy Summers. What I want to see is Sarah Michelle Gellar as like the older Buffy who's now a watcher for somebody else. Aww, or like so That she'd be the worst watcher of ever. <laughs> <So> <laughs> okay, well, maybe not as the watcher, but like as sort of an, like an influential character and in like a new, um, like a new um, Slayer series, something like that, where you then get a little bit more dynamic and you kind like of get Sarah that. Sarah Connor in Terminator. Exactly. Where she becomes exactly. Like she, kind of, yeah. she sort of becomes like a matriarch like for the Slayer community. That's I think awesome. that would be really cool. Um, to see her kind of like be a little bit influential, sort of like the older Slayer who's been there, but she's not actively slaying anymore. Now mm -hmm. she's kind of passed the torch to a younger generation. She takes on a mentor where, role. Yes, exactly. Yeah. See really where she cool. takes it. See where the new generation takes it. Then you have a new dichotomy where you also have the monstrous vampires, but you also have maybe the sexy vampires, the tortured soul vampires, and you get that dichotomy and that um, yeah. that clash again. I, honestly, for me, is like there's something that they're going to be doing, and it d unfortunately just got pushed back. We still know it's coming out next year, but um, Heartsuit Labs is a is a game publisher, and they're doing a brand new um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines game, and we're gonna get like a full on like kind of like that choose your own adventure video game, like the first Bloodlines was, and it's kind of kind of they're 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 pushing hard with Vampire the Masquerade again. Like we're getting two games next year alone. Um, but I would love to see that turned into another TV show again. Like, um, like mm -hmm. really have them yeah. just like go for it and say, we're going to do all of this. Quick point. I believe, didn't they, um, it's either in production or they already released it by the Vampire the Masquerade 20th anniversary. The book is out. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 Release. The, the 20th anniversary of the White Wolf book has come back. Um, that came out, I think about, about a year ago, I think I want to say. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see them really kind of mine that idea because there was so much interesting elements to it between the Sabbat versus the Camarilla versus like all the different clans that exist where you, every time you focus on a clan, like you're essentially getting a fully different story because they all play so dramatically different than the next. So like you have the Nosferatu that Kat doesn't want in her house because it was bad. <laughs> they uh, are gross. But then we get like the sparkly Toreador and then like over in this corner, I have that my like horror versions of like things like the La Sombra and stuff like that, that like really take it to the next level. And, mm -hmm. You know, I think it, it, it encapsulates every version of these characters that we all know and love really in a really wonderful way. And I would love to see that really leveraged and utilized. So Bill. I love it there because there's so many stories that actually have that, you know, good vampire versus bad vampire, you know, sparkly versus horror where, you know, again, Dresden, white court versus red court versus black court. Like there's, and then you know, the weird jade court that we have no idea who, what they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see a show just about Thomas Wraith and his, yes. you know, oh my career. God, no. Honestly, all I want is him cutting hair. That, and that's yes. it. Yeah. That's it. Actually, would wouldn't it be great? Or hairstylist. Oh my God, that would be the best. Your he, salon's only he could be, open like after midnight. He could be the next, he could be, you know, the sixth of the Fab Five. 
so he could do the hair. <laughs> the salon has blacked out windows. Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah. So in romance, actually, um, vamp- like you were saying earlier, Jess, rom- like vampires actually have never died out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still a very common subgenre of paranormal romance. And they're constantly putting out new stuff. So you actually do see a lot of really interesting takes on vampires because of that, because everyone's trying to do something different. So like, for example, um, the I think it's Elizabeth Hunter did a series. I think it's like the Elemental Vampire series Mm. that was popular for a bit. But that took vampires and gave them elemental abilities so they like there were fire ones there were water ones you know what i mean like so it added the vampire like so it adds on to that vampire wizards essentially yeah it's like i mean they were vampires with magic because again when you have something that's been around for so long but you're still keeping it going you got to reinvent it somehow and you have to find new ways to do things and then like um a really popular one is jr ward's um Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) yeah brotherhood series brotherhood series but that also taps into like like their fight, like again, it's all about what monsters they set them up against, and the monsters they set them up against are more extreme, so they don't seem as monstrous, even though they're like <laughs> doing some major damage, killing shit, and like <laughs> you get to be a good guy monster. Yeah, right? exactly, because you're fighting the it's worst. Totally better. It's it's the staging of it. You're fighting a worse monster, so your monstrous stuff is less. <laughs> the lesser of two evils, yeah, if you will. Pretty much for reals. <laughs> ben, how about you? He's like, I wasn't paying attention. I really wasn't. (laughs) Uh, I was listening to what people were saying. Put your phone down. I I didn't put any thought into into what my my own response was going to be. So come back to me. That was the end of everybody. That was the end of everybody? We were waiting... Waiting Again, way to pay attention to a podcast. We were you're waiting on. for you for eight thousand. Just years. answer the question. That's like, what's the question? I don't remember the question. <laughs> it, we're on the last talking point of the outline. Oh, the personality I'd like to see come into come into vampire culture. Uh, yeah, I said post post burnout. What what would you like? What would you like to see? Yeah, it's. I, I mean, and the truth is, like, whether I was paying attention or not, and I'll freely admit I was only half paying attention. I don't really know if I know what the answer to that question is because I'm more a traditionalist when it comes to what we already get. And the changes that we've seen come to the culture, you know, I mean, and I hate to use it as an example again, you know, with Twilight, you know, being able to walk in the day and sparkle in the sun and everything. They're changes that I didn't like. So I don't know if I want to see more changes come to the culture. And that's really one of the honest answers that I have. One of the reasons why I like vampires as much as I do is because I like the traits that they already have. So I don't know if I would want to see any new traits come to them. Do I want to see them as vampire wizards and things like that? Or <laughs> wear, yes. Or wearing vampire rings? Vampire wizards are awesome. Uh, vampire yeah. wizards have existed for a while. Yeah, it's but true. I mean, it's not in, in more in literature and maybe some forms of pop culture, but not more mainstream pop, pop culture. <laughs> I can't think of any examples off the top Clan of my Tremere? head. Again, uh, 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 it's not that's not really mainstream. Exactly. Yeah, like, like, so he's niche. never played. <laughs> you've never played any kind of Fine. tabletop. Well, I'm just a nerd. It's no, okay. uh, you know, and I mean, and you know, like Vampire Chronicles and things that you guys have mentioned, I'm completely unfamiliar with. I'm more a traditionalist when it comes to the vampires. You know, when it comes to so thir- are they? It's fine. They're hundreds of years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, but even in the sense of like the Anne Rice vampires that you talk about, like that, I still find that as more of a traditional sense. 
I, I'd Hers like were. The they were on, yeah, they were definitely more traditional. I, the only thing I could say that I'd like to see maybe, and it's not even a personality trait, it's more I'd like to see vampires more in a modern day culture, but we kind of get that already with what we do in the shadows. It's a comedic way of showing it, but, uh, you know, I, I, what I'd like to say, I'd like to see like Lestat and those characters in a more modern day showing and a more serious take on it, sure. But they aren't they watch? making a show? Well, yeah. I think they're doing the yeah, Anne, they're going to do Anne Rice or something. Mm-hmm. Along but those also, lines. you could just watch the originals. The original is 1800s, though. Oh, the original is modern the, day. The TV show. Yeah, yeah it's it really was. Good. It's really fucking good. Yeah. And I mean, it's brutal as shit. But yeah. it's, yes, yeah, okay. it's so much fun. So Add to I'm, my watch list. Oh, it's yeah. you know, I mean, love it. Fantastic. Me for last might might have been very bland because I don't know of any changes I'd like to see. No, that's okay. I just don't know if I would. That's okay. Uh, I, we can take a quick break here. I think it's a good place to do it. And then when we come back, we'll we'll finally get that whole best vampires out of the way thing. Because I know everybody's like, gimme, gimme, gimme. So, <laughs> all right. So with that, we'll be back in just a few. You'll know that I am called the Count. Because I really love to... Sometimes I sit and all day, <laughs> but uh, sometimes I get carried away. I slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster. Once I start in it's very hard to stop. Hey, faster, faster, it is so exciting. I could forever. Until I drop one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, I love f***ing whatever the amount. One, two, three, four, hey, 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 one, two, three, four, one, two, that's the song of the count. And we are back. And just because I have to bring it up because we did bring it up in the beginning. So we actually did get our Star Wars tickets, but actually three minutes into the podcast earlier. You just didn't hear our the, the panicked <laughs> moment when we were like, crap, crap, crap. This happened two hours before it was supposed to. Um, so but it's all good. Uh, so to dive back into this conversation, because we've all were trying to get to this point, and I was trying to keep everybody like from getting to this point until now, was what are some of the best vampires in classic and modern fiction? And why are they those types of characters? What what makes them unique? And why have those characters remained awesome in pop culture? Jada, you are very enthusiastic. <laughs> so let's your go hand. to somebody else first. <laughs> Jada, you go, Jada, you go last. No, I'm kidding. That's so mean. <laughs> Sadness. Um, I've already mentioned him, but Lestat. He is by far like one of the single coolest vampire characters ever in pop culture. He's a rock star in every aspect, in every incarnation before rock music even existed. And he was super extra. He was monstrous. He gave zero fucks and just embraced his full vampiricness. It was, he was just the best. And I, I will bear in mind, uh, we, we'll do one each and then go back around because I'm sure a lot of us are have like two, three of these characters. Oh God. Jess is like, I can fill the last hour of the show. So. I, I have a bunch. Um, I'm going to get mine out of the way because I want to say it before somebody else says it. Spike from Buffy. Mm. Damn you! Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's why I said I'm going next. This is this is my it's show. I get to do it. Oh. Um, but no, he's he's such an interesting character. He goes from being this just amazing, just villain that was meant to be in like two episodes of a show, and they're like, well, I guess we should probably bring him back. People really responded to him incredibly well, and 
honestly, it's it's the moment when you know he's something really special is when he comes back in, I think he's like second appearance in Buffy. When him and, uh, oh my God, who, what was her character's name? Drusilla. 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 Yes. When him and Drusilla awesome. go so through their breakup. And, that was in the next season. And yeah, which was, was in season, season two. Three. Oh, season three. Season three. And then it's. And it, it was one episode. And it was. It was the, uh, yeah. And it's it's him. She and just Ravenclawed you. I know. She did. <laughs> She's Dang. watching the episode. She wrote a paper on this I wrote episode one for of college. my college papers on that episode. Right. <laughs> because, yeah. So, That's but phenomenal. like, he has this great, wonderful moment at the end of the episode where after he's it's kind of like you know what fine i'm just gonna just be me and that's it and it's him like driving down like you know like the street in the middle of the daylight with his blacked out painted windows on his car singing my way from the sex pistols and i'm like man he is such an amazing amazing character and like we get this great finale for him in buffy where he goes out the hero he he goes out in this like amazing way that you don't expect his character to really ultimately end up you're like that was a really good ending for him and then another season passes on Angel and then I'm like, and then all of a sudden that amulet is pulled out of a FedEx envelope and then uh, <laughs> Season five boom. in Angel is honestly one of my favorite things on the planet because it goes to that astronaut versus caveman Oh, caveman versus astronaut argument between him and Angel. It was one of the best episodes in both <laughs> Buffy and Angel. It well, was so good. It's really funny that we bring that up because that was actually that conversation from that show spurred kind of what started us doing these podcasts of like the idea of like who would win in a fight. Yeah. That's, that's when the, this original version of the show, Chaotic Neutral, before we changed what we did in the way we did it, spurred with these fights instead of an MFK and all these things and how we did the our show. And it spawned out of our love for mm-hmm. the Whedonverse and specifically the final season of Angel. So, um, and I got to say, like, he's he's a character that if they said, hey, we're going to find a way to do more with him. And I mean, I know James Marshall is dramatically older now and, you know, he does not look like Spike anymore at this point in time. But he's still hands down one of the absolute absolute best vampires yes i honestly wouldn't even care if he's i mean obviously he's older now but i honestly really wouldn't care no yeah yeah that's fine you can still Uh be spike you'll always be spike to me absolutely absolutely forever it's funny because every time i've ever seen him in any other in anything else uh, my reaction is oh look it's spike (laughs) you know because that's 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 how i see him now Mm -hmm. um who would like to go next uh, since you stole mine, uh, I'm you gonna, mean beat you to it? You beat me to it. Uh, I'm gonna go with a more recent one, and I'm gonna go with Nandor <laughs> because Nandor is probably one of my favorite characters from What We Do in the Shadows. It's just I know just you haven't seen the show. I haven't yet. seen the show. You're I've seen the movie. You are totally yeah. missing out. It is absolutely one of the best shows on television right now. It's so. Oh, they just good. started filming season two last week. I know. I love it. But yeah, I mean, I, Nandor is it's more recent addition to vampire culture, but man, it, the character is so well done. I love it. He's relentless. Uh, creepy paper. Creepy. Creepy. Paper. Oh my god, I can't remember the other two characters. Names. Laszlo La- and um, Nadja. 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 Yeah. yeah. My God, it's so good. <sighs> That's amazing. I have others, but I wanted to get that one out of the way sure. first <laughs> yeah. before anybody else took it. Cat, what does um, go around? Okay, this is really tough, but I'll just pick the one we were discussing over break, which is Elijah from the originals and Vampire Diaries, because he is like 
I mean, he's the one who's kind of holding his crazy family together, but he's... He's kind of like Michael from the Arrested Development as a vampire a little bit. It's true, but he's what I think of when I think of that, like, classic white wolf vampire, because he's got, like, he's very prim. He's always making deals and, like, keeps his temper, but when he loses it, it is that, like, cold, and you're like, oh, God, he just did something heinous, but he'll just go to... It's those extremes. He's a really fascinating character. You see, it's kind of like the the classic, you know, like white wolf character. It's it's and by that too, I, I think it's kind of like he's the vampire that can walk in any any city, and no one knows who and he blind. is. And then it's like, oh, we're just gonna give this all to him now. All yep, right, we're just yep. gonna step away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. We'll get to Jess last because I'm sure. <laughs> oh you, no. Because I'm just gonna. Let I'm you, just gonna pick well, one. No, I'm, I'm, I promise. Well, no, Scouts this on is it. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to Bill and then I'll go to you and then you can do your second and then we'll just start rolling out from there. Oh and gosh, <laughs> not fair. Okay, I'm ready. Bill. Uh, so I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one that I'm gonna go over you, Rob. Okay. Vlad Dracula Tepes from the Castlevania series. Okay. Uh, wait. So which 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 version? Because there's unfortunately. A, a few. Honestly, uh, are you thinking like Lords of Shadow esque? That's played well, by um, uh, Robert Carlyle. I am going to go. I am going to go with the Netflix series. Oh, okay. I have good, really enjoyed it, and it's been fantastic. And he just seems like not going to lie. I still got to finish season two. Oh man, he just seems like a tortured soul. Like he was trying to do the right thing, and the people just rose up and said, "No, we don't want this." And tried you know basically screwed him over again uh, they, i was really kind of surprised with the way that they did the castlevania one because they really actually like pulled back to the classic like no he was really in love with somebody right. and the village thought she was a witch because she was into science mm-hmm. and it was something that he taught his wife because he was like you actually have intelligence and i'm going to share with you all the things i've learned in my life and then when she's kind of brutalized by the church He's like, okay, cool. We're just going to burn it all down. <laughs> um, and it plays. You're right. It's, it plays amazingly. Yeah, absolutely amazingly. Jess. So for my first one, I am going to go the opposite of Jada. I just love Louie. I really <laughs> do. He's just yeah. so tortured. He's trying to do the right thing. And he's and also Brad Pitt. Struggling, right? <laughs> struggling with his he's true Brad nature. Pitt. Like, that just hits all the checkboxes like, for me. Like, he's also Brad Pitt. <laughs> That, that that movie put teenage Jada, and I was like fourteen when that movie came out. Oh boy, that 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 movie was some stuff. Yes, yeah. I watched that movie a lot yeah, too. Me too. <laughs> Louis is just a beautiful tortured soul, and I love him. What was the follow up to that? Queen of the Damned was yeah. that the other one? Yeah, we don't talk about that one. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I just couldn't remember no, the name. No that. that kind of blended though, Body Thief and. Or no, Vampire Lestat and uh, Queen of the Damned. Yeah, together. they tried didn't to really merge give too Lestat, many things like together. a whole. Yeah. yeah, Vampire Lestat needed a mini series. That book was epic. Yeah, I think that's what the series is going to be, right? I'm really uh, they I just hope? said it's the Vampire Chronicles. So right. uh, I'm wondering they're how they're going to do it. Yeah, I wonder if each they have season's going to be a book. Of ground to cover. I don't know. So we'll see. Your second one. Oh, okay. Um. That's a tough one. I really don't know what to say for that one. I read a series of vampire novels when I was a a young teen, and they were called the Den of Shadows series, and probably my favorite one was a book called Shattered Mirror, and it had these these twin vampires, and you meet the one, and he's trying to go to school and blend in and do the normal stuff, but then you find out he has like this evil twin who's like a little more chaotic badass than his brother, and... Um, that was really big for me. Those were some of my favorites. So Christopher and Nicholas from Shattered Mirror, for sure. 
Kat, what's your next one? I'm going to also do a book one because we were talking over the break about um, the Vampire Academy series. And the spinoff was actually my favorite, uh, the spinoff series that they did. And Adrian, uh, the vampire in that, was freaking awesome. He was just snarky and funny and like his arc was really, really interesting. So, yeah. Awesome. Done. Uh, I'm going to go with David from the Lost Boys. <laughs> Sorry, Jada. Oh. <laughs> oh, you in trouble. Oh. Next time you eat noodles and Chinese food, I'm going to turn them into some worms and you're going to love it. They're maggots, Michael. Maggots. I just Ben. Kiefer is still like, it doesn't matter. That's another role that no matter what I see him do, I still go back and see him from, from the Lost Boys. It's 80s just, hairband vampires were the just, best. Oh my it's, God. It, it's, it, and it's another one of those movies that uh, they keep there's always rumors that they're going to be a sequel, and I don't want one. Well, they did too, and what's we tried to pretend neither of them. Yeah, happened. I I don't want a sequel to that movie. Well, it's still we're well done. we're still getting a TV show of it on the CW. Yeah, so. I know, but isn't that based on the brothers? No, they scrubbed the entire concept of what they were doing, and they're like, "Well, we're going to go back and restart because they did not like what the direction it was going." Oh, all right. So they said they are going to go more in line with what the the original movie was. Because so. I still, man, it's that movie to this day, even with those characters. I have the song in my playlist, and anytime that song comes up, I'm wailing Cry Little Sister anytime it comes up. Nice. So, One not still believe. Santa Clara never could stomach yeah. all the oh, damn, damn vampires. vampires. I was going to say, uh, the song that you, you don't wail out to is Still Believe, and that kicking, like, like you know, like well, hard rock uh, saxophone Yeah, song. that would do. Saxophone guy. <laughs> so, hot sorry, too, Jada, that Thank I probably you. stole one of yours. It's all right, I have a backup. We're okay. fine. <laughs> I got a few more, but I need to. I have to get the better ones out yeah. of the way at the top of the conversation. Everyone's got to have one that's stolen at this table, yeah. at least. Go ahead, Jada. Um, so I'm going to go with another one of my '90s favorites for the uh, vampire that stood the test of time is the Gary Oldman Dracula. Yes. Mm. Oh goddamn, he was <laughs> such a good vampire. He was the quintessential, especially like the young, hot version of him, where he has like the long hair and like the cool top hat and the little the tiny hat, glasses. The glasses are just, right, yeah, are so, so good. sexy. And he was creepy but enticing at the same time. And you were just like, oh damn, if I was Mina, I'd be like. Sorry. Sorry, Jonathan Harper. I have no more interest in you. I'm going to go and live forever as his corpse bride. It's going to be awesome. I'll be beautiful and young forever. And all we have to do is just drink some peasant blood every now and then. But I get Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. Young, hot Gary Oldman with those glasses and that hair and that voice. Oh, my God, that voice. Seriously. Like, you don't get a better version of Dracula than Gary Oldman in that movie, I'm fairly sure. He was really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get this one out, and I'm sorry, Bill. This might be another one that you're about to do. He's going to do a pearl clutching gasp next. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm definitely going to use Thomas Wraith, though, from Dresden Files. That's a good one. That wasn't my next one. Oh, okay, cool. (gasps) Yay, cool. I feel okay about this. Love Thomas. The audible gasp for the entire table. There was a There was a gasp. It wasn't um, mine. <laughs> Thomas is such a great character. I, I especially absolutely love our introduction to him because it's so just over the top and ridiculous at Bianca's ball in the third book uh-huh. with him and Justine getting out of the car and him basically just wearing angel wings and little else as he walks in. And But he's the one that looks at Dresden, has the conversation, and... Starts laughing. I'm like, oh, you're so screwed. And we have no idea why. But like, then he continues to play up the conversation. And, you know, but we still see like this like amazing bond between their characters that continue on from that third book. 
And it just layer after layer unfolds and we learn more and more about him and to the point where we see him do these horrendous things, make insane sacrifices and end up constantly coming out a better character every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so pumped because we, we know Peace Talks is going to be such a huge book yeah, for his yeah, character yeah. because of what's to come. Did you read, don't you have the little um, I do. His side story? I yeah. have one of one of the non-short story book side stories about Thomas. Um, but yeah, he's absolutely one of my favorite characters, hands down from Dresden Files. Um, and I love his story with Justine. Like their, mm. their story is I just... Know. It's such a brutal story, but it's such a good story. So, but it's he he he's one of those characters that makes the Dresden Files series better because of his involvement. So, Bill Violet from Ultraviolet, not really, not really. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a, that it was a, me like saying Edward Cullen from <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> it wasn't a, wasn't a great movie, but it wasn't like it wasn't a bad movie, like really bad, but it wasn't a great movie at all. Um, no. John Mitchell from Being Human, the oh. UK the UK TV series. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Being Human was great. It was a great, it was and and really and good. it wasn't again. It wasn't just all about the vampire, but the mm-hmm. vampire living with a werewolf, living with a ghost. I still kind of like the US version more, and I know some people get I really angry about like that. I like the US version too. It's because really that's um uh, Sam Witwer. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sam Witwer yeah. plays that same character. Yeah. I yeah. thought the the US version was just a bit too. Comedic. American and American. American. I I'm a I'm a sucker for British shows. Yeah, so. me too. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're a sucker. Uh. <laughs> I, yeah, that's <laughs> unintentional pun. <laughs> Intend your puns, it, weaklings. It was clearly intended. It just wasn't said by you, so you're better about it. Clearly, you don't have a stake in the matter. Hey. <laughs> I think I used that one already. <laughs> Rob's just giving this Rob's look like all the blood is now. rushed from his face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. We're done. <laughs> I so, actually have a couple more. Any, any other honorable mentions from people? So do you want to go, go around one more time? I don't have any more. All right, Kat. Um, Eric from True Blood, because he was fucking fantastic. <laughs> when he first comes in, in, um, either book or season one, he runs a nightclub and like, he's this, um, you know, big Viking ass dude. It's Alexander Skarsgård. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and he's just, his presence throughout is really entertaining. But what I liked about him was he was more the Lestat to, the um bill was the other main vampire in the beginning of the series and um bill was more the louis type where he was very like brooding and contemplative and you know and eric did not give a fuck he's like i am who i am this is it and like he did not care and he was really fascinating to watch because of that embrace your monster mm-hmm. yeah ben <sighs> I actually have two, and I'll just say one real quick, which is Blade. Nobody's really brought up yet, but I think most people are kind of familiar with Blade. And he kind of breaks the norm of the vampire anyway, because he's not the typical vampire. The one I did want to say, though, that I can guarantee you nobody else at this table thought of is Sandanico Pandemonium from from Dust Till Dawn. Oh, yeah. Selma Hayek's character from Dust Till Dawn. And one of the reasons why that sticks out in my head more than anything else. I actually have one from Dust Till Dawn. So. Do you? Okay. Um, it's, it, it's, it's the, it's the moment in the movie that you, if you ever went and saw from Dust Till Dawn in theaters, mm-hmm. you had no idea it was a vampire movie until she showed up. 
That was the brilliance of well, Quentin not, Tarantino. Not only that, though, too, the original trailers also don't... The, they don't before, know. Before it came out, no one knew you, it was a vampire movie. You didn't movie. know it was a vampire That's movie really until funny. you were in theaters watching it. It was the brilliance of Quentin and Robert Rodriguez's yeah. promotion of that movie. That until opening weekend, when you sat in that theater, you had... No idea it was a That's why the movie. first 40 minutes of that movie play like a hardcore like like um Regular like traditional movie, like yeah. you know it's like, like outlaws movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's like a it's like a Brothers on the Run movie. And as soon as it gets to the titty twister, things just go and done. It's, and it's her. <laughs> She's the first one that you see show up as a vampire, and it's yeah. that true what the fuck just happened moment in that movie. <laughs> and and I love it. I oh, love it's such it a good so movie. much. That's yep. really cool. Did you did you have another one? No. I'm David? Sorry. You already picked <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> sure. No, you good? I'm good for now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, actually, oddly enough, too, um, it is Tom Savini from uh, when he plays Sex Machine. Sex Machine. Yep. Sex Machine. He becomes um, a vampire. He, yep. he does become a, a vampire in that in, in as well in From Dust Till Dawn. Yep. But it, it's, it's, there's so many uh, just over-the-top, ridiculous, wonderful, like, single-note characters in that movie that are just fun and memorable. Like, And it's hard to, like, not have them does kind of stick with you for a long it, period of time. It's just like when you see a vampire guitarist on stage playing a body that's been converted into a guitar. It's like, <laughs> it's brilliant. And I, I still, to this day, adore that movie. I, I still, and I've seen the cod piece gun yeah. in person <laughs> yeah. that Tom Savini still brings to every convention. Oh, I, I saw Tom at a convention and I even mentioned that to him and he broke it out. And I yep. was like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Has anyone said Angel? No. no. I love him. Oh, Angel yeah. is definitely one of my top... <laughs> He's just so brooding. Again, brooding. I go for the brooding ones, you guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm right there with you. I, Angel is definitely up there on my it, yeah. It's funny, though, because when I looked at some lists when we were like on break, you know, Angel and Spike are on a lot of lists of like top 25, top 50 vampires, yeah. and Spike is ahead of almost every one of them. Spike has a lower number. Like, he's closer to one than, than Angel is. Cat. I'm going to break up the dudes in all this and actually bring up um, Caroline from Vampire Diaries. She is super peppy, and it's kind of like if you had a vampire that was a Leslie Nope cheerleader, and it's fucking oh, amazing because she's so type A. And she, at first, like when she transitions, she's really upset about it. And then she's just like, no, I got this. And she like proceeds to like then, you know, try to like get a grip on her monster. And she's like better than a lot of the guys that have been struggling for years. She's like, whatever. No, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it all. Like she is amazing and consistently ends up being like one of the most badass vampires on the show. Yep. And one of the few characters that I think still, she's in Legacies, I think, still. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of, um, why can't I think of her? Uh, from Buffy, she was um, the love interest, but she was the vampire love interest. Dar- uh, Darla. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Darla. Darla. Oh, my God. Vampire. Yeah. We're, if we're talking, we're, we're going to bring some lady vamps into yeah. here. I'm going to, I'm going to piggyback off of what you said, because Darla was, she was vicious. Mm-hmm. She gave like zero fucks and she was all about um, getting Angel to really embrace his inner monster well, and just like let go. She starts it all for yeah. the, for yeah. most of them. Oh, I yeah. mean, like yeah. she's, she's the. She was the bloodline for, yeah. um, she was the, she embraced Angel. She also, didn't she also embrace um spike or was that angel An- that was angel's progeny wasn't it um no uh i think it was drew who is also amazing and just yes. batshit crazy i love yeah, her so she much was drusilla's drusilla, fantastic well darla i think makes drusilla or no angel makes drusilla yes and drusilla, drusilla makes spike, spike. Yes. yeah yeah okay but darla yeah she was she was mm. vicious and that was just somebody like 
She gave zero fucks. She was evil as hell. She had control over her monster. She was like, I don't care about the humans. They are here for my food. Why would I give a damn? And that was, yeah. She I, was definitely a good I, I'm going to add one quick female one to this. Because it's more of an honorable mention. Because it only happens in a single episode in an alternate timeline. But Vampire Willow was <gasps> oh, fucking Vampire rock star. Willow, yeah. I loved her. Yeah. I'm adding one quick honorable mention too. And that's Celine from the Underworld series. Who oh, okay. is another female yeah. vampire oh, yeah, who is yeah, badass yeah. in her own right. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm diving in the anime well here. Yeah. Saris Victoria from Helsing. Nice. That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> well, how about this? Why don't we move into, unless, Jess, do you have any last one? You look no, like no, you're no, you're like good. Him? You're like, okay, I, I do want to kick off the next one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and now we have, of course, have to talk about some of the worst vampires in classic and modern fiction and why. Jess. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. I'm, I'm Just gonna, say it. I'm going to leave it to you. No, go ahead. I, I, Edward Cullen. <laughs> but that's all I'm going to say. Ben's got opinions. <laughs> I mean, I think that's... Does anyone have anything else? Are there any other really bad vampires that we're going to shit all over? Because I feel like uh, um, it's going to be Edward Cullen. Paul Rubin's vampire from... No, Buffy. don't you shit on that vampire. Look, he was comedic relief, but he was a shit vampire. <laughs> He actually like held his own pretty hardcore and survived many many moons after that. Uh, okay. Rucker Howard didn't do too well. <laughs> so, Rob, oh, what was that movie you made me watch with John Malkovich and the vampires? Was oh. it Shadow of the Vampire? I oh, hated that. You monster! That, that is an amazing movie. <laughs> I hated that and it had the ugly Nosferatu vampire. I don't Will- like that. Willem Dafoe was amazing in that movie. Yeah, but he was so creepy looking and not in a fun idea. way. He was not. They were way. making the movie not Nosferatu. No, that was not. what it was about. <laughs> he was golf, right? He was a version of golf the vampire. Yeah. yeah. But you want a fear reaction, not like a oh Willem reaction. D- Willem Dafoe is creepy looking to begin <laughs> he, with. He pretty much is true. I know. Fact. So he, why he make like him hairless and like you know what I mean? Like because that's just... what that character looks like. It was based off of the nineteen twelve movie. <laughs> it's just icky. It's gross. Okay. Get him much... out of my house. Ew. <laughs> as much as it pains me to say this. And I'm trying to remember the name of the movie because because I know I've, I've seen it. There was a vampire movie that starred David Bowie and I think Catherine Deneuve in the oh, 1980s. God, I know the one you're talking about. And it's, it's terrible. Gonna they didn't me. even have fangs. The only way they could feed <laughs> is they had a special necklace that looked like an onk and they yeah. would stab their prey with oh it. Oh my god! And then That's like hilarious. drink the blood. That's weird. And part of the scene, part of the movie took place in an airport, and it was just it was a terrible movie. God rest your soul, David Bowie. Um, you are a saint. Uh, I, you however, know however, that movie was terrible. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up because I brought it up earlier and I'm going to bring it up here. Every single cast member and character from Kindred the Embraced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As so. much as, as, much as uh, many of us proverbially cut our teeth yeah. In uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Thank you. <laughs> um, the Vampire the Masquerade, the Kindred, and the Embrace series was god awful. I remember like us like doing like when we were playing the game where we'd go back to like one of our friends' houses at, and we'd watch and, that and, show. and we'd be like, let's binge that. And we're all like, God, this why is are awful. we doing this? And why? we all they didn't pay attention to anything. But like all of us were so excited to watch it. We're like, oh, this is a great show. And now you go back and we're like, why did we care at all? But I think you know what it is, though, too. It was like when there's not a lot and you don't really have access, like you don't have things like streaming services to have quick access to things. And you're like, oh, my God, we somebody has X and VHS at home because that's what it was all on. It wasn't yeah. even DVD. It was this is what we had available that we're like, this is awesome. We can watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was more than likely a horrible VHS set or somebody taped it all off things and it made like six rounds through our group of friends. So, like, it's watching a copy of a Xerox of, like, something that was, like, stained on the back of a Denny's napkin or something but like honestly, that. But honestly, like, it wasn't even the quality of the recording. It was just the show itself. Was it was just bad. It was really, really, really bad. It was poorly acted. They paid attention to, like, zero of the plot lines oh, of it was, the it was, actual it was theme. Um, ignored disciplines and clan interactions and things like that that should not have happened. That's why so many people like the Underworld movies because they're yeah. like, this is essentially just Vampire the Masquerade. Pretty much. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bad ones? Ultraviolet? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not even a question. I, yeah. mean, I mean, it's so weird because they're like sci-fi vampires. It's like, no, these people were turned into vampires or hemophages by, you know, <laughs> some virus. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, it's, it was, it was weird and awful and they didn't actually even drink blood, I don't think, oh. but they had superhuman abilities like vampires. Well, so then how are they vampires? I but don't then, understand. Yeah. It was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. Oh, vampires. <laughs> Yeah, they were hipster vampires. Probably, yeah. I have a couple actually. <laughs> Too cool for, go for blood it. drinking. I have a couple. Uh, the first one I'm going to go with is Dominic Purcell's portrayal of Dracula in Blade Trinity. I know it's so I, bad. I like that movie. There's a part of me that enjoys that movie. Everybody always of, forgets Heat Wave was was yeah. uh, was Dracula. I mean, I, I I do enjoy that movie because I like Triple H in it, and Ryan Reynolds is in it as well. well Triple H is terrible in that. He, he couldn't is, act himself through a paper bag in that movie. I know, but Dominic Purcell's portrayal of Dracula is just. It's abysmal. It's horrible. Ryan Reynolds and Parker Posey are the only reason that movie is even yeah. slightly yeah. watchable. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that means slightly. I mean, like, you have to be a little drunk or high to be like, you know what? I'm going to watch Blade Trinity. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, do you want me to do the other two? Or do you want me to save them? Uh, you know, I do have one. Okay. Um, Radu from Subspecies, which nobody at this table, I'm I've sure, has seen. ever seen. No. It is a old cult uh, horror film series that is absolutely abysmal. Uh, <laughs> but, like, back in the day when, like, there was, like, the, the Todd McFarlane toys for, like, all the horror icons. So, like, there was another company that was trying to make those things. Radu was in that line, not even in the Movie Maniac series. Like, even they couldn't even decide to make a proper toy out of him. Instead of, they're like, does anybody really care? No, but it was really cheap licensing. And it's it, he is a horrendous, horrendous character. But it, it's one of those, like really just painful painful vampire movies and they made like nine of them too like oh, it's it, it's they were like let's just keep going and i'm like and i've never heard of any of them. one yeah it's really really bad so i missed a, i missed one of the good ones i missed adding this one to the good ones i can't believe any nobody mentioned it. oh i have another one too dracula good... dead and loving it leslie nielsen yes as dracula yep i actually have one final one that i will throw in here before we move on Vincent Price is Vincent Van Gogh from the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. No, he was amazing. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm going to put him in the good category. Yeah. <laughs> the, show itself, the show itself was garbage. No, it was wonderful. <laughs> Vincent Price and it was awesome. Um, I'll switch back to the worst. Uh, uh, I have another portrayal of Dracula that I think is horrible. I hate bringing this movie up because I love the actor that stars in it. But I hate this movie is horrible. And that is Richard Roxborough's portrayal of Dracula from Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. Oh, <laughs> yes. That movie is terrible. I love Hugh Jackman. It is a horrible, horrible movie. I also love Hugh Jackman. But that movie is, is absolute is garbage. terrible movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that movie um, while mobilizing the Shire, and it was still terrible. <laughs> I'm going to say my piece about Edward Cullen real quick, and then we can move on. Sure. 
and what we'll do is we'll do that, and then I'll just I'll go. Yeah. I have one, I have one more, one more. Jess is going. I, well, you I you did like done. nine. You're done. <laughs> You're Jess. done. No, I just want to say really quick that yes, Twilight was a thing and Edward Cullen was not a great vampire, but I don't think it was because he sparkled. That was not the reason. I see you looking at me. You can disagree. I see that face. You can disagree with me all you want, but I think part of the problem and the problem with Twilight was the fact that it was not necessarily teaching good things to young girls and it would very much be considered problematic today. Bella was very codependent and there were a lot of bad icky things that happened in that series. It was a borderline abusive relationship. Right. So that is not why Edward Cullen is the worst is because he sparkles. I could take or leave that. He can sparkle all he fucking wants. But the way he treated Bella and the way that relationship was spun as something to attain and to achieve, that is why it is a problem and why Edward Cullen is on my list of bad vampires. I I also kind of think that sunlight should make vampires like explode into a pile of ash. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I agree. I agree. And oh my god, because we brought up Dracula Den loving it, all I can think of is Renfield at the very end of that movie of just just taking a little pile of dust and it says, <laughs> Master, Master, what happened to you? And he puts like the little eyes and a smiley face yeah. in the act. He's like, Oh, you're starting to look like your old self again. <laughs> so do I get to do my last one or we go? Go ahead. I'll make get it, it I'll make just it very get quick. It in. I'll make it very quick. It's a movie that nobody's brought up yet. Uh, and it's a movie that I was very excited to see because the first one that came out I loved, which was Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. We got the <laughs> follow-up, Bordello of Blood. Yeah. Angie Everhart is horrible in that movie. And then you have Dennis Leary as the hero. Dennis Miller. Or Dennis Miller as the hero of that movie, which made it even worse. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. not a good movie. No. All right. So if we have the ability to become a vampire... Would you actively make that choice? Yes. And a couple things to think about. <laughs> what would your vampire life be like? What type of powers would be your focus? And Or if you opted to not become a vampire, how do you think you would personally handle having the knowledge that they exist in today's <laughs> society? Because I figured that's the best way, because if you choose not to, you have to have some form of answer on this. So who would like to go first? I've already answered. Oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. Uh, my vampire life would be like uh, just... Lots and lots of video, so video so, gaming. So, like, so you're gonna, so you're you're getting bit. Yep, you're getting bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd just be able to game all day long and all night long because I'd be in my basement where the sun doesn't reach. How you? How are you feeding? I was gonna say you'd have to feed. How am I feeding? You like DoorDash. If if people knew that vampires were out in society, somebody would capitalize on it by creating an app to deliver blood to them. Well, I mean, like blood bank DoorDash. Yes, exactly. I was going to say True Blood. You essentially, just look at True Blood. They, they're like, "Hey, we made a synthetic. You can just buy it at any grocery store. Yeah. You're fine. You're good to go." That was I, actually a really kind of brilliant um, idea. It was very smart. Didn't uh, Angel have like he always kept pig's blood in their refrigerator mm-hmm. in, in yeah. the series? Yeah. You can go to like a butcher shop. Yeah. Get some yeah. pig's yep. blood. Oh my god, That's we forgot fine. about Daybreakers. That's such a good vampire <gasps> movie. That's so overrated. Is so good. Or not underrated. Not overrated. I don't think it's underrated. Oh, it's super it's fun. Really it's the follow-up to Thirty Days oh a Night. Right? Or no, 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 no. It's 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 Sam Neill, Sam Neill, Ethan Hawke, and Willem Dafoe. It's really good. Awesome. It's super fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm and literally Sam, making a list of all the things I need to watch yes, now. And, and Sam Neill, like during like Event Horizon, Sam Neill age, yeah. and like he is a badass villain. Like nice. he is really really an awesome villain. Mm-hmm. So, 
So DoorDash, yep. video games. <laughs> DoorDash, well, video that's games. how you would make your money. Exactly. You make a vampire so DoorDash and oh, then oh, yeah. So yeah, you're just, just going to be a streamer. Uh, yeah, that too. You're going to stream streamer. all the time. All the time. For eternity. People would be like, <laughs> how are you streaming for like, you know, 72 hours? I'm like, I don't need to sleep. <laughs> people must understand. And then I'd show my fangs on, on the stream and people would be like, oh. Would you be able to show up on the camera? Yes. Okay. Of course. Okay. So are we you the only, one of the few vampires in in your world, or are they just all over the place? Uh, I think they'd be a little more commonplace. A little I bit think, more commonplace? I think if vampires were out there, they would be a little more commonplace than they are portrayed in in mass media. Do the comment threads in your in your Twitch Twitch chat. I, it's not going to probably be a pleasant I, experience. I literally no. just had this whole image of Bill getting pissed because he's trying to put his Twitch stream together and he's not showing up. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be. Like, what the fuck? That would be. That was. <laughs> that was my first stream, and I already had that problem. <laughs> <sighs> Who would like to go next? I mean, I, I guess I can go. It's, I. If I said I wanted to be a vampire, I'd want to be a sparkly vampire that lures women into abusive relationships. But that's not true. Um, I hope I not. I don't think I would be. I don't think I would become a vampire. There's there's a part of me that when I was a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when, and it was on. Slayers are always female. Like, that's the, the lore of it. But I always had this image in my head that if there were male vampire slayers, they would be called hunters. So vamp- males are vampire hunters. Females or vampire slayers, and I always had this image that I would be a hunter, not a slayer. So, so like supernatural, I, sort of, yeah. Except they hunt everything, or like the White Wolf game. Yes, yeah, yes, also that again, and, and one I don't know. It's fine. So <laughs> I am glad. I'm glad that you're not becoming a vampire because I'm relying on you to, to bring you food. <laughs> bring me food. <laughs> well, I do drive for DoorDash, so exactly. it makes sense. <laughs> Or he is just your food. Ooh. No, but you know what, though? As okay. being an entrepreneur, that probably makes the most sense. As if I was not a vampire, I would be capitalizing <laughs> on the ways to help vampires survive in the world. Okay. <laughs> because I would have a knowledge that they exist. You'll keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Jada, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> if I was a vampire, because you know I'm getting bitten, like that's, that's the thing I do anyway. And enjoying it. Yep. There's <laughs> <laughs> not even a question. Um, so I would want to be, I'd be like basically a socialite. Like I would have about 14 different sugar daddies supporting my lifestyle. I would go out every night and go dancing every single night and feed off of nightclub people and be an artist or a dancer. And I would just be a quintessential Toreador. I would be a quintessential Toreador. I would actually, those would be the disciplines I would want to. I want my presence because you have, you know, everybody loves you. Everybody fears you. Everybody listens to you. Um, you also have super speed. And um, you have Auspex, so you can read minds. And you can do some of that cool stuff, too. So, I mean, I probably want to have some, like, the cool, like, punchy punch stuff, too. So, you can, know, you can be, like, a real badass. Cause, like, I mean, like, still, even if not, like, you're still kind of a supernatural being. So, I'm sure you're still... Yeah, I mean, you're, you have you're an edge. a little stronger yeah. than me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. have a little bit more of an edge. But I, I would definitely want to be, like, the quintessential Toyota. Yeah. So, look it up, bitches. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you only live once, but forever. But forever. <laughs> sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. I, um, I'll go. Oh, okay, that's fine. I would do it. Um, well, I mean, assuming that like it was a decision my spouse and I made together, I wouldn't want to be like Aww, by myself. That's precious. Right? But I would do it. And I 
think some of the abilities would be super fun, but I'm really just most looking forward to not having to sleep so that I can just get shit done. I would learn like 12 languages. I would write a million books. It would be really great. The millennial vampire. Basically, we want to become the vampires. Ravenclaw vampire. We want to become yeah. vampires so we don't have to sleep because we have shit to I do. Because I have shit to do. <laughs> That's so true. the main draw yeah. for me. Not going to lie. Cat. Um, so I would absolutely become a vampire. I mean, I'm already pale as shit, so it's not a far stretch. <laughs> you already burn when you step out into yes. the outside. The so. sun and I are already enemies, so I don't really have to alter that much of my lifestyle. Same. Like, yeah, we, we're good here. Um, I would try to think what the vampire life would be like. I'd probably go the DoorDash blood bank route. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody so far, with the exception of Rob, who we don't know yet, has made their choice to be a vampire. Y'all are making me rich. <laughs> It'd be perfect. I'm not, I'm not patronizing your services. No, because you're feeding off on club rats. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> smart. Actually, I would also do that because I would love to do the club route of, mm-hmm. you know, I loved going to like old goth clubs growing up and like they felt like vampire lounges. They pretty much are. I mean, really, yes. I'm fine with like, that. But look, every once in a while you need a night in. It's true. So it's that's true. Every once I in a while, yes. that's true. But I, I'd probably eat the delivery guy. <laughs> so I will not be delivering your personally. I'll send somebody else to do it. <laughs> But yeah, I would definitely dig that. I don't know what I would do with it, though. I I, I would say I I actually wouldn't take the cure. Um, I'm already a vampire at this point. Like, I'm already allergic to the sun. You are. Like, that's not a lie. Like, I legitimately am. If I'm in the sun for a long period of time, I have to be on steroids. Yeah. It sucks. Like, I'm cool. Not to mention, too, like, I get bored relatively easily. Eternity sounds like a lot of boredom. Like, not to mention, too, I also am really bad at procrastinating. And if I'm like, I've got all the time in the world to do this. Why do I need to do the dishes this month? Like, that's not a good way to live. It's the chore wheel from the movie. Yeah. From what we do in the show. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's essentially what it You've is. You've left bloody dishes everywhere. Are you paying attention to the chore wheel? <laughs> this is why we have the flat meetings. Well, Peter isn't at the flat meetings. Peter is 8,000 years old. Peter is not coming to the flat meetings. <laughs> but I mean, that's exactly what the problems I would face. And I'm like, I don't think I need that. I think I'm cool. Like, I. Yeah, I think I'm good. So, what right. are you doing so with that knowledge do, yeah. then? What am I going to do with that knowledge? Are you keeping it quiet? No, God, no. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to sell that to any of those DoorDash people and try to cut <laughs> into your business. I'll make you a partner. It's fine. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'll, I'll sell that to people and be like, hey, who wants this knowledge? You know, CDC. Hey, guys, by the way, <laughs> what is this worth to you? You know, <laughs> I create the DoorDash for vampires. Rob creates the Grubhub for vampires. We're oh, secretly we in go. it together. DoorDash, is, DoorDash actually did a lot better, I think, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah. That's why I drive I for DoorDash more than Grubhub. But still, <laughs> not a sponsor. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll hand, handle the Amazon deliveries there for the go. vampires. There oh, we go. Okay. Oh, so yeah, we'll, we will we'll, need that because yeah, because I provide the food. They do need other things that they can't go out during the it's day. Together. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I, think I mean, work. Jada needs clubs for the clubs. That's at true. Night. Like, Obviously. what do you really need yeah. anymore? You can get groceries delivered. Yeah. You can get and yeah. anything food, that's only open like anything from five, Amazon. Kind of you can't oh, get. Yeah. Oh right. my god, no! Better, better. I'm going to dental school. Late night <laughs> dental services for vampires. Oh, how gosh. we gotta how, keep those. It's the first time ever that a dentist is a high risk job. Oh no. No, I would love my dentist because you got to keep these pearly whites. Yeah, I think like, you'd get treated yeah. like gold. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. And like, can you imagine a cavity in like keep one sharp, of your primary fangs? Mm-hmm. Like people are just like, oh, it hurts. How would you eat? It's like, 
that op- that so, like that O positive really hurts ooh, this you, tooth. We, it's really you could sensitive. Maybe get some like you could like get like diamond points and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That'd be sexy we as told you to stop drinking blood from the diabetics. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have these problems with your teeth. Seriously. I just realized I'd have to offer my DoorDash driver its hazard pay. Yeah. Probably, yes. Oh, certainly. Out of this world. That's true. No, because it, you you yes. won't have to do that at all. I think. So, are you telling your drivers who they're delivering? Oh, that's to a good though? idea. I don't even like that's the thing. <laughs> they just sign waivers. That's Probably. it. We're good. Yeah. Have think them about... all take out life insurance policies. <laughs> no, when you're the beneficiary. If, if it's serve, fine. If memory serves correctly, if you're driving DoorDash, Amazon, and you get in a car accident, that's on you, and it's not on those. Companies. No, no, you're insured. Oh, really? If I get into an accident while doing a delivery yeah. with Grubhub or Amazon, yeah, you're, you're in trouble, me. man. You're yeah. going to be poor. Think about yeah. your clientele. Sure rates are going to go through the roof. Yes. <laughs> Think about your clientele. These people are ordering delivery blood, so they don't want to feed on people. Not necessarily. Well, what if they view hmm. the delivery well, see, as the person? Here's, here's yeah. the way I look at it. If, if it's somebody like, you I know, if it's somebody is good. Both is good. It's like Olive Garden. You have one for now and one to take home for later. But it's see, fine. And here's the thing. Besides, I like my meals warm. You could, yeah. you, could, you could go cheap and order one pint through DoorDash and then have a whole bunch more that comes with it. Right. <laughs> it's a cheap meal. <laughs> exactly. It's this the is Olive getting, Garden. This is getting dark. <laughs> no, no, we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. So totally, we're, okay. so we're guess, in all-you-can-eat breadsticks, but it's people version. <laughs> you're ordering the breadsticks, but the entree comes with it. Oh, actually, no. This is how you handle this this, this <laughs> hunty scheme of yours. So essentially what you do is you just are a dispatcher for DoorDash normally. When somebody's performance level is low, <laughs> what you just do is you say, hey, you know, this is who you're dispatching to, and it's it's Bill or Jada or one of those people. And those oops, people. oh well, <laughs> yep. their Taco Bell meal apparently just, it, it wasn't satisfactory. It wasn't you know, it, it's, it's a good way to just bump that off. Yeah, but I'm absolutely just being the dispatcher. I am not getting in a car. I wouldn't. Nope. <laughs> All right. Smart move. Yeah. So on to our next point. So if you guys were tasked with making vampires scary in pop culture, what would you guys do to make this happen? So, and I know this is not the way that all of us want to go, but I, I'm generally kind of curious to see what people would do. As a fan, I'm sorry. Oh. No, I was just going to say, as a fan of somebody who's more into the horror element of vampires, I just wanted to go gruesome again. I like the visceralness of like an attack and things like that. I want it to be bloody. I want it to be gory. Like that to me is. Make vampires gory again. Yeah. Make vampires gory again. Make vampires visceral again. That's, I just want to see it return to that. That's enough for me to make it scary again. Again, just watch the originals. Honestly (laughs) though, that, that would never work for me because Buffy ruined it with fruit punch mouth. Oh, Anytime yeah. you see the really gory vampires, their mouths are just covered in blood. Nobody they look like the mentioned... messiest eaters on earth. And I'm like, use a napkin. And nobody <laughs> ever mentioned the biggest the biggest person who was guilty of that the most. The master was never mentioned as a vampire. He was the first person guilty of that in Buffy. But you have to put the newspaper down. Put the newspaper down. Otherwise, you get blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but so actually I, I would probably go um the so a lot of times vampires end up having mind control abilities and you could very easily go like the Kilgrave on jessica jones route with yes because yes. that mind control is a really fucked up ability and i mean they're feeding off of them and like they lightly touch on it and like shows like vampire diaries and things like that because they also have the mind control and it does fuck you up like the compulsion when you 
But I mean, like, you could really dig deep into that and go into the psychological horror. Angle. I think that would be amazing. And I love, too, that we all kind of harmonized our... Next. I think to make them scary and truly scary would be to flip society around and actually have vampires be the dominant ones in society. Please watch Daybreakers. Yes. And having just humans as cattle. Vampire land. Yes. Sabat. So, you know, it's Mm -hmm. you have vampires controlling absolutely everything, controlling government, commerce, everything. And humans are there just to be fed upon. Yep. Watch Daybreakers. Mm -hmm. That is exactly the movie you just discussed. Okay. (laughs) It's really good. Really, really good. I'm glad I can come up with original ideas. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Uh, Next. Jess, I don't have anything. You, You don't have one? I don't really know. To make them scary again. I mean, honestly. I think we have to move more away from the romantic elements yeah. of like the twilight and things like that and really get them to be that monstrous, Truly monstrous embracing again. that just like, as, as you said, that visceralness yeah. of where they are the monsters. And I think one of the movies from like, from my perspective that did that really, really well was the lost boys mm-hmm. because they were monstrous. And when mm-hmm. you found when, when they revealed the, uh, the head vampire of Do- was Donald Sutherland, I believe, right? No. Uh, I can no. no, 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 no. It no, was no. Max. Max. It, it was the guy. It was right. the yeah, guy's it, name. It was I, the I one. know the actor in my. I, I, I can picture him. I can't like think Donald of his Sutherland name. Was just why I'm thinking it was him, but it's totally not. He passed away, I think, a couple um, years ago. Yeah, he yeah, was he Richie did. Rich's dad in yeah. Richie Rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, he they were absolutely terrifying, and mm-hmm. they really just wanted to do you know like fuck shit up and eat all the people in Santa Clara, and it was amazing. Um, so I think when we can, if we can get back to like gangs of vampires that are really just in it for. You know, it's similar to Thirty Days a Night. I think is sort of what the vampire you're looking at a little bit, where it's basically if they saw a human, they attacked. Like there was no like hanging out and drinking around a bonfire. It was mm-hmm. if you, they were in a town and they saw somebody something they can feed on. Thirty Days of Night was a brilliant concept too. Yeah. It was vampires lived in Alaska, I know, where it was dark brilliant. all dark the out. time. Yeah, Ooh, and good. it was. Where there's like one or two days a year of sunlight, and every the rest of the time is night. Hey, that's that makes sense for them. But yeah, yeah I mean, when you when you look at societies like that, or like the, we talk about like Sabat from versus the Camarilla, and the Camarilla were vicious in their own way, but you know they kind of let human society exist, whereas the Sabat were more about just kill them all. They're here for our food. Um, when you look at it that, and you really see that monstrous side of the we've lost all touch with our humanity. So you know. And also that's something that we that they discuss in uh, the role playing game as well is like, what was your path? Are you looking to blend in with humanity or you just don't give a fuck anymore? And when you get to that point of you're looking at those vampires that really just don't give a fuck anymore about humanity, then you're talking about like Elijah walking through the church and Mm -hmm. ripping throats out of people and just wrecking stuff like that is terrifying Mm because they've lost all. Bored now. Exactly. Yeah, they've they've lost all um God, I can't empathy. Yeah. Empathy for humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um for me, you just uh it's all Mormons or vampires. Done and done. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um Honestly, I I think Kat hit the nail on the head, in, in my opinion, is I think when you have them messing with people's heads, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of them, it makes people question everything. Like one of my favorite horror movies of all time is The Thing, because no one really knows if they're in control. And I love that idea of like when you have a person and like if somebody committed an atrocity that's a family member of yours and you don't know were they in the right mind or like the world knows these things exist. How does society deal with that? Like that's terrifying. Like 
essentially you're now in a lawless world and it's really terrifying to think of how that breaks down like you gives all of these amazing concepts and like smashes them together and like you basically end up with the apocalypse by the end of it all and i think that would just be brilliant to watch i think it's i i think i gotta gotta say i think that was i, I love that idea yeah I actually really like Bill's idea too. Yeah, of, of mm-hmm. the vampires have taken over society. And, yeah, I mean it's similar Watch Daybreakers. to Daybreakers. Well, I mean, but it's also similar to <laughs> oh, I've seen Daybreakers too. Okay. But I st- I'd like to see that idea explored more um, in a more cool. expansive environment. I mean, it, it's similar to how in the Matrix humans are batteries, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in in your idea and like Daybreakers, humans are basically food. That's mm-hmm. all they are. Yeah. I think we've moved away from like, you know, monsters, things are going to jump out at you, go bump in the night and more towards the fact that if we were no longer the top of the global food chain, yeah. that is one of the scariest things we can think of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I think you can even just look at the classic version of Dracula and like make it a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like even if you just took like as simple as like this guy is obsessed with this woman and thinks it's this person. Like when you have that stalker esque quality. And if you played that up even more with the fact that there are like these monsters as well, you could just honestly, like I'd love to see somebody just take Bram Stoker's story and to say, no, we're going to make this, what this kind of feels when you think about that stuff. Now it's this person obsessed with this character, crank all of it up to 11 mm-hmm. at all points in time. And I think it would be amazing to watch. Yeah. So you'd also have to not have a young, hot Gary Oldman playing him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Or Brad Pitt. You no, Brad would actually still work. I, he would still work. He could oh, still yeah. get it as a I mean, vampire. You, you can have that visceral. <laughs> In general, too. You can have that visceral, gruesome monster of a character, but still put a face on it because then you're you're taking an aspect of you're actually adding a little bit of the beautiful mistrust. monster. Yeah, that's almost yeah. scarier. You're adding a little mm-hmm. bit of mistrust to that character because you see a face that looks normal mm-hmm. and then it turns out like they're not it's, normal at all. You you have <laughs> sociopaths yeah. like running around at this point and like and psychopaths kind of all blended together with it. So it's you you it's it becomes kind of terrifying. And yeah. it's, I think it's funny because like for years and years and years Universal has attempted to reboot the classic monsters and has failed miserably every attempt along the way recently with like Dracula untold was like, you had a great person at the lead of that with Luke Evans and it just fell apart at every, every moment. And they've just tried and tried and tried. And it's, it's the story is right in front of them. And it's a shame that they haven't been able to pull it off. Well, I mean, so. when you, when you look at it, like the purest monster of a vampire and for the life of me, I was actually about to look it up. Cause I can't remember the actor's name um, from, from fright night. You know, it is oh, like yeah. well, like oh, um, like uh, the, the, the one, yeah, yeah. It was well, Chris, even the original well, or Colin. Well, um, well, it was Colin Farrell, and Colin Chris, Farrell or Chris right. Sarandon. Yeah. 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 So I mean, the you, remake but, was better actually. I like the remake I with, with the Tenet. Remake a yeah, lot better. I, I like that too. It was but really good. You know, you look. That's like more of a, a not as much romanticized, but more yeah, of a monster character wearing a normal face. I mean, like he, you know, actually, yeah, so much so really good job with it. So much so that they trusted him as a next door neighbor until they found out he was a monster. Oh my god! One of the best moments of that is like when, like, um, you know, I I can't remember the main kid's name and character's name, but like, you know, he sees, you know, this girl get like carried into the house and finds all of these like kind of like little like closets that like these girls are getting shoved into and he's like realizes and goes and saves her and he gets her outside and you see Colin Farrell's version of that character 
just watching him from all of these weird corners and these back mm-hmm. corners of the movie during the entire yeah. scenes because as soon as she gets outside, she bursts into flames because she didn't know she was a vampire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jade, have and you never seen this? Because your eyes no. are like lighting up. Oh, Fright it's Night is fantastic. Bad. Oh, it's I great. I haven't and seen it either. The remake. I would just skip the original. Because the remake has David Tennant. Yes. Is what yes. you just said. And yes. it's, there's a lot of humor to it, but they also treat it seriously. And the, they do a great job The lead job in the remake it. is Anton Yelchin. Um, honestly, another That's character it, yeah. who did that well who was the beautiful little monster, was Kirsten Dunst in huh. um, so uh, Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. Yes. She played that so well. And she was oh, so God, good. The things you find out in the book series of what really happened to her at the end, you're like, oh. Yeah. No, no, it's just no, awful. No, no. And she was supposed to be even younger in the book series. She was only like four. Oh, she was a four When you find out child. about all the experiments and stuff that, yeah. that happened, oh, God, no. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I messed up. Fair all right. Gross. So our last one, which is a really fun one, and I thought this would be amusing to kind of end with before we got to our MFK. If anybody here could take an existing book, TV show, movie, video game, whatever it would be, and take all of the main characters or some of the primary main characters and turn them into vampires, how would that change the story? <laughs> Do you think it adds more humor, drama, or horror to it? I actually had to put some thought into this, and I came up with one. Um, and it's not taking something that makes it completely ridiculous. It's actually a story. Uh, it's actually a television show that kind of already has some elements of this in it, but now you're making it completely vampire. And I would like to see vampires added into Highlander because you already have the immortality. But when Ooh. you take a vampire and you add it to it, you now add the twist of vampire um, immortals uh, in the form of like from the Highlander. You can behead someone to absorb their essence, or it, again, you do that. You stake a vampire to absorb theirs, but now you have the reverse that a vampire can simply bite an immortal and take their essence that way. So if you take somebody like Duncan McCloud and you add, you know, the element that he, the Highlander that he's facing is also a vampire, I, I think that would make an interesting twist to Highlander. Cap. I'm going to take the uh, crew from the Firefly and oh, make yes. them all vampires. <laughs> mostly because they already bickered and fight as is enough and they're in a contained space it would be entertaining as shit to and Fillion was already on an episode of Buffy so he's familiar with the territory it's true, it's true yeah. happy alliance well. day oh god did they, did they just say what they, we think they did <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would take that pretty little floral bonnet more seriously yeah I just guesser. keep thinking like vampire parks and wreck, and I don't know why I can't <laughs> oh get it out of my head. My brain was thinking of that you too. You totally that was my, took mine. That's all I can think of. <laughs> that was my alternate one. Just that's amazing. make them all vampires, <laughs> and it would be just as funny. I'd even be happy with the office. See, in mine, oh. in yeah. mine, it would just be Gary Gergich. He <laughs> <laughs> would be the secret monster. <laughs> Him and Gail. I mean, Gail's immortal anyway. She doesn't age. Yes. So like him being that like super like milk toast. That's why he keeps like, changing his name. Yes. <laughs> He's actually putting the name into it. He's like, oh crap, I got in trouble again. I'm Terry now. Terry. Terry. It's Jerry now. <laughs> We're back to Gary. No, we can't be Gary. It's Jerry That's so again. much better. That's oh wonderful. my God. And when Leslie goes oh, to visit God. his family. And all his daughters and wife, and they're eggs, all eggs, bacon, and toast. Eggs, bacon, and toast. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why don't you start your way? Oh, the start your way with eggs, bacon, and toast. That's amazing. Look what you hath wrought. Seriously, Bill, I'm really at a loss here. I don't know what to do. 
no. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of games that I'd be like, yeah, turn them all into vampires, but I can't mention those games anymore. Those games are all You can talk me. about Leisure oh, Suit Larry being a vampire. It's fine. Ah. <laughs> uh, you, you at a loss? I'm, I, I maybe, maybe now that you know that you mentioned like um, Parks and Rec, I'll, I'll carry on that train and say, <laughs> unfortunately, they're all going back to the night shift. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh my nine god! Nine Nine. <laughs> nine, nine. Be fun. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna take a beloved classic and ruin it because it's fun. <laughs> the last unicorn. <gasps> the, the unicorn what? is a vampire and it eats everybody. <laughs> She's still the last unicorn by the end of it, <laughs> but she can never die now. She already couldn't die because she was an immortal unicorn, Rob. Well, a lot of other unicorns died in that movie, too. So <laughs> She has teeth like a Thestral. Yeah. It kind of like becomes like the unicorn essentially in Legends of Tomorrow. You know, the one that bit Gary's nipple off. Yeah. It's essentially that. <laughs> Good old Gary. Oh, Legends. <sighs> yeah, Legends of <laughs> They tomorrow. just take it to that next degree. Yeah. Either that or just Legends of Tomorrow, and it's just Bebo. Bebo is just Bebo's a vampire. Bebo's a vampire? Absolutely. Oh, why not? A stuffed vampire. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our MFK, and I have a nice caveat. So we'll go ahead and start with, because my choices are not apparently good enough for anybody. <laughs> you choices? did this on purpose. I did do this on purpose. <laughs> so, so we'll start with mine, and then we'll end with with the extra little piece here. So, extra it, piece. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give everybody the one vampire they do really want to fuck, not the Aww. three choices I gave you. You still That's have to so, answer I this. I only have to pick one. One, right? I know. Only one. It's not as much fun. Uh. <laughs> Fine, perfect threesome. There we there go. go. There we go. Much better. <laughs> So that means you get two partners. Right. So. Oh, wow. That changes my answer. (laughs) So. All right. But let's start with the real version of the MFK. No, it doesn't. All right. (laughs) So today's MFK is the Count from Sesame Street, Count Duckula, and Count Chocula. Because, of course. (laughs) This way, no one's happy. You know? Jada. All right. Okay. So I'm going to marry Count Chocula because he's giving me sugar. And diabetes, um, and apparently. And diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> There's chocolate involved. It's fine. It's okay. Um, I'm going to kill Count Ducula because that show really just didn't hold up. Sorry. Fair enough. And apparently I'm going to have sex with a puppet. <laughs> Excuse me. It is a Muppet. <laughs> Cat. Uh, so I'm definitely going to kill Count Ducula. I I'm, I think I'm going to do the same as Jada. I'm probably going to marry Count Chocula because he's, he can he's provide, got money. Yeah, he, he sells food. a lot of cereal. There's, there's some cash fine. there. He's invested well. I will bang the count so he can count the number of orgasms. Damn it, you <laughs> took yeah. what I was going to do. I was going to say one, two, three <laughs> orgasms. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you took my exact reason it could, for the count. It could be really, it could be really sad in the other direction, though. It could, because my the count, the count, one, ha 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 ha. Oh, because my my answer to that was going to be fucking the count, because you'd always know whether or not you satisfied him, because he will count every organ. Oh no no no, he's counting mine. Because that's mm-hmm. the oh, other yeah. Sorry, there you go. that's true. <laughs> 
So, but I'm I'm kind of reverse on the on the Chocula and Duckula. I'd actually marry Duckula, um, and I'd kill the Count Chocula basically for the reason that Rob said is he'd give me diabetes. So, damn you, stealing my reasoning with the Count. I knew everybody was gonna. It was, I knew the majority of people here was gonna probably pull that. So. <sighs> Sure. Yes. Uh, you kill Count Dracula. Obby. Yeah. You keep yeah. Chocula on the side as a get your bell ready sugar daddy, please. Oh, One hey, ding. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bringing your bell and not even using it right. I know. And then you marry the Count because at least you know you always have a place to live oh, on Sesame Street. Yeah. That's precious. Phil. So you marry Count Duckula just for the weird <laughs> aspect of it, right? Yeah, uh, you're gonna you're gonna kill the count because I don't want him counting anything. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. I'll stab I'll I'll stab him multiple times with a stake so he can, can be count like that. one, uh, 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 oh, two, uh, 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 oh, uh, and then you ride the Hershey Highway with Count Duckula. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to follow that. I really don't want to follow that because those are the breakdowns of all my answers. So I'm just going to give it to you, sir. Well done. Well done. <laughs> all right. So let's get the threesomes out of the way. All right. Starting. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I'll just go last. Go ahead. No, no, no. I don't even know. You're MFK. I, it was that, but I'm not following that. Oh, okay. So I'm fine. Um, all right. Ben. I, I, you know what? I did have my one, and then when you changed it to threesome, it really didn't change much. I just had to add one more. Uh, Laszlo and Nadia. Yes. <laughs> From what we do in the shadows. That's that is my vampire threesome right there. Although she honestly would probably decapitate you afterwards. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Or Lazlo would. Yeah. But, you know. That's amazing. Gregor. <laughs> he did lots of mongering. Yeah. So uh, uh, that that would be my vampire threesome is is Nadia and Laszlo. That's a sure. really good answer. Yeah. Really yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Because they'd be down for it too. Oh, me! Oh, they—they yeah. they, they oh, had yeah. an entire episode oh, yeah. where they were talking about how do they plan the perfect orgy. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the best. All so right. Um, let's go to Jess. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid you were going to say that. It would have to be either Spike and Angel or Spike and Drew because you know she's a freak. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. 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 So those are my answers. What about Angel and Drew? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like the dynamic between Spike and Drew would ultimately be better. But I feel like Spike would get jealous. He can fucking deal. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Cat. I think I'm going to go with Spike and Angel, too. A, the bickering is really fucking funny. But I think they've already done that at some point. There's some illusions in there. Probably. I think there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, that, there's... that had to have happened in a couple hundred years of yeah, hanging yeah. out together. Just saying. <laughs> Bill. I am going to combine universes here and say Mina Harker. And ah, this is difficult. Do I go with Louis or Lestat? Why not both? <laughs> both both is four? good. Yeah, go for it. Okay, why not yeah. four? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, they're all doing it. You're just in the corner watching. <laughs> <laughs> You're obfuscated. You're like this. It's fine. It's okay with me. <laughs> That way it's still threesome. There you go. Jada. Okay, so I am going to have to pick the prettiest of the pretty vampires here. So I'm going to pick Celine from Underworld. Because, yeah. Accurate. Yeah. 
And I am going to pick Louis from Interview with a Vampire because nice. that's peak Brad Pitt hotness right there. And I can't yeah. say no to that. So, yeah. Okay. Pretty happy with my life choices right now. Yeah. I'm going to go with David from The Lost Boys and Spike because Whoa. that just seems like that would be all kinds of violent and fun. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and they almost seem like they could be related in some ways, Probably. too. Probably. Yeah. But I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it would be yeah, enjoyable. I'm, I'm definitely down with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do they show up in film if we take pictures? I'm sure they probably <laughs> no, Maybe. If not, there's just going to be some really weird stuff Keep up here. stamina, you just order all the DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> Making me rich. Vampire DoorDash. <laughs> this was a fun one. There's been some really interesting elements of this podcast. And I, already, and I actually already know what we're doing for Halloween next year. We're going to do Vincent Price. Nice. Oh, that's right. We talked. That's right. We Very talked about cool. that the other day. So 2020 will be yeah. about Vincent Price so like, Halloween. Mostly about the 13 Ghosts of Scooby Doo. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It is. We're gonna we're gonna talk about each one of those episodes in depth. You know, the Scooby Doo show that half of the cast from Scooby Doo said we don't want a part of this. Instead, here is Flim Flam, and everybody goes, "Who? Who the hell is Flim Flam? A character that never came back until they just decided to make another movie to finish the 13 episode." No lie, it was meant to be 13 episodes long. It got canceled on its 12th episode. That is proof positive that that show wasn't good. You mean and Rob is still super angry about it. No, Kat's the one that likes it. They actually went back and made a movie to give it closure recently. Tears of blood because this is the vampire edition. All right, well, why don't we kick around real quick and everybody talk about what's going on for them, starting with Jada. Oh, me first? Yeah, okay. We're gonna we'll go around this. Um one. just doing my regular mild mannered suburban mom kind of thing and teaching some fitness classes on the side. Came from one this afternoon, so here we go. Uh, I teach Bombay Jam uh, at the Brand New YMCA and at a fun little studio called Let's Nacho in Lionville. So come and check me out if you want to. Ben. Uh, Rob and I do the DC Primetime Podcast, but we're also approaching the season finale of our Still Afraid of the Dark podcast, which has been a ton of fun. Oh my God. And it's actually been getting a lot of good responses, too. We already have 90% of next season fully planned out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, season, uh, episode... Uh, seven will be post. No, episode eight, chapter eight, will be posted. Uh, probably by the time. This probably is by the time this is coming out. Yeah, which means we have one more left, and our season finale is going to be all about the Adams family, which is going to be so much mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that podcast, this podcast, all other ones, part of the Next Level Podcast Network, the NextLevelNetwork.com. Cat. Uh, I got some books. Um, in November, I have two releases. They're both three releases, but one is Captured Memories, which is. Um, Part of the multi-author Cupid's Cafe series. And then the other one is the second book in my Philly Coven Chronicles series, which is Witches, Hunters, and Fae. And what's that book called? Scrying for Summer. Ta-da! You did the thing. (laughs) Jess. I am currently in a show. I'm doing a production of Godspell. So that runs the first two weekends of December at the Barley Sheep Players. So come see that. That'll be a fun time. Awesome. Um, Bill, you did the thing. I have some special news. I did the thing. (laughs) I know how many times I've mentioned that I wanted to start streaming some video games online, and I have. Yay! Yay! Uh, You did the thing. You can find me stream at twitch.tv slash Noctaroba. That is N-O-K-T-A-R-O-B-A. 
And currently, for the time being, I'm planning on streaming Magic the Gathering Arena uh, because, like all you magic nerds out there, I like to try to improve my game and get better, and I will give tips for you all as well. So it's slightly educational. I actually almost caught one of Bill's streams one night. I saw he was online, and by the time uh, I got on to watch it, he was like off. One of my streams? You mean the only one that I've oh, done has so far? Oh, the one? Okay. <laughs> it was well, a little difficult because I started streaming, and then... I went on vacation and now I'm back and I haven't gotten into it again. But. I literally caught like the last 10 seconds of the stream. As I logged in, you were signing off. I'm yeah. like, son of a bitch. In the next, in the next couple of weeks, I, I plan to try to put together some sort of streaming schedule. So if you want to check me out, uh, keep an eye on, on my Twitch page. Awesome. Um, for me, I'm, you know, Ben mentioned obviously still afraid of the dark and DC primetime. But the other thing I want to mention too is we are in the final weeks before Extra Life for 2019. So please do us a favor, head over to www.extra-life.org. And in that little area where you can search for a player, search next level, two words. Uh, if you do that, you'll find myself and the oh, good majority of people at this table. Um, we're already, I think, encroaching close to $3,500 raised for this year, which is great. I'm really, really happy, especially because we have a smaller team and a lot of new players. Um, so something to be really excited about for us. But um, also, too, we're starting to kick around the ideas of our next show. Yeah, I can't wait. And I think we already have it. I think we got it. It's going to be coming out probably maybe in about six, Spring? six months, yeah. give or take. Spring of 2020. And I think the title is going to be called Eat, eat Drink Geek. Oh, uh, yeah, Eat Drink Geek. So kind of a kick on Eat, Pray, Love. Elements of food, drinks, and just pop culture topics. Yeah, so we're going to be... Basically, it's a food show, a drink show, and and just talking about something random that ties it all together. Yep. So something that's going to be fun to do. So I'm looking forward With to that when we video that elements off. and everything. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, but um, yeah, please make sure to check out everything else. A uh, big special thanks to our good friend, um, DJ Cutman and the good folks over at Game Chop Records. That's gamechops.com. Um, just make sure to check out their tunes. They've got a lot of great artists on there. Um, definitely show your uh, support. They have Patreons, everything that you can kind of do to kind of follow along. But until next month, uh, we'll see you around the bend. Uh, I think we're going to be doing, I forget exactly our topic for next month, but I Star know. Wars. No. Oh, no. we got one more before that. Oh, well, yes. That's right. we, have, we have our November one, and then yes. we will have our Star Wars episode for wrapping up the year where we talk about the end of the Skywalker saga, So, which will be a lot of fun. So, But until next month, later. Thanks for listening. Ah.